Alvin, you've disgraced me for the last time. <laughs> just like Gary Cooper, huh? I think the cartoon just started. Hi. Yeah, what's up? Uh, Yoko Kano did the music for uh, Macross Plus. Shit. Yeah, hey there, everybody. Welcome to Acme Podcast Incorporated. I'm your host, Laser J, and yeah, uh, I'm joined as always by my good buddy and co host. Hey, it's Kai, everybody. How's it going? And we're joined by a guest. Yep, we got a, we got a guest back this week, and uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm back again. It's Adrian. How y'all doing? <laughs> yep, and if Adrian's here, that means only one thing. It's JoJo. It's time for JoJo's Bizarre Adventures, baby! <laughs> baby! Yep. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. Uh, but before that, let's just... Uh, Let's go through the opening stuff, and since Adrian, you're our guest, why don't you uh, tell us about your week? Uh, some rather good news lately. I know last time I was on here, I had made mention that I was uh, pre-tea. Um, I'm now on tea, so get on that fucking train. Let's go get this boy juice. Get that juice. Get that juice, baby. Get the juice, juice, juice. Uh, I am two and a half months. Uh, I started February 2nd, so that's my rebirth day. Uh, yeah. And um, I'm actually going to be going to the doctor's next-ish week around there uh, to get a higher dosage. So we're going to get even more juice up in this body. More uh, yeah. dude goo. <laughs> That is what we have been calling it, is Dude Goo, which is... Dude Goo. It is Goo Day, my goods. Damn, that's good. It's such a good joke. Uh, but also, uh, I just got done with just today uh, a Mutants and Masterminds game. I have it, like, once every other week. Uh, we're doing it weekly now, though, so that's going to be fun. Um... And it was real fun this week because, A, I did a whole redux on my character's powers because I play a psychic in that game, and uh, they're a non-binary uh, uh, creature called Vincent Graham. And every time my uh, my GM uh, at the start of the session is like, Vincent Graham, something something that rhymes with Graham, and it's real fun. <laughs> uh, and this week my uh, fellow player decided to take an enemy we were fighting uh, because they have super speed because they're a robot. Hmm. Uh, it, Turing is wonderful. I love Turing. They're Turing s- yes, they're- is a very good name for a robot. <laughs> it's such a good name. Um, but Turing has super speed uh, and can carry a lot of weight because they were originally a, a robot meant for uh, war tactics and shit like that. So they just picked up the enemy we were fighting and took them to Australia and said, you're going to stay here now. 
you you stay here and you're just going to be here in the outback and it was real fucking funny so they they're so fast they can just walk on water and shit. uh i mean they fly so essentially though, oh so it's super, is it supersonic flight yeah then? supersonic flight they kind of have to kick off but it's real fun and Turing's okay. great. I love Turing. They're super literal. So in the games, we've had to be like, Turing doesn't know what slang is. So we're just like, one of the other player characters is like, just just check Urban Dictionary. And so now the robot knows Urban Dictionary. And so we have to fucking stop having the robot read Urban Dictionary randomly. It's like, let's, let's not talk about this right now, Turing. I love you, but no. Yeah, that always reminds <laughs> stuff like that always reminds me of, uh, you ever see... Uh, Brave and the Bold, Batman, uh, Brave and the Bold. It's been a while, but I remember saying that, yeah. Yeah, uh, Red Tornado oh in that show had such a great verbal tick, but, like, before he would say something, he would say, Declaration! <laughs> or he would say, like, Hypothesis. Yeah, the, the, the HK-47 thing. Oh, heroics, heroic speech. Oh, I love that. <laughs> State, statement. Query. That's very I mean, good. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a very good like verbal tick, and I, it made me really like Red Tornado. I love it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's a uh, that's pretty much been it for me. Uh, I don't really have much of anything else to uh, talk about. Uh, those have been my two big highlights. Uh, mm -hmm. Mutants of Masterminds good. Uh, if you can find somebody who can run it for you definitely look into it uh it's real you, you can do a lot of big bullshit in that game like we we completely reduxed all my powers and so like i have like more powers now because mm. it, well, the problem with mutants and masterminds is that it's it's, it's very crunchy at times mm. especially in the character creation uh aspect of it Oh, Laser would love it, though. Oh, absolutely, probably. Uh, it, it's it's real numbers-heavy, and so I'm just, like, sitting here as, like, I'm gay and have <laughs> one single brain cell that I have to fold together and rub those two halves together to get a spark, so I can't do this shit. Can you please help me, dear people who do math? No, Laser's favorite part of... Yeah, Laser likes crunch, and Laser's favorite part of any game is making characters. Yeah, it's it's real fun. Sorry, it's it's real fun. It's it's real, it's real goofy. Like my uh, the person who helped me finish up my character uh, was I. We had made mention, and this goes back into our topic that we're going to be talking on today, JoJo's. Uh, we figured out that one of my character's powers is uh, it can they can remote view. So if they're, like, looking through, like, a TV or, like, some shadows or whatever, they can remotely see what's going on within, like, 900 feet of them. And Whack. we realized, wait, this is just a power Joseph Joestar has. So now they're going to be making Joseph Joestar as a character in Eminem. It's real fun. Mm. Oh, I cannot wait for that to come out. <laughs> now, what were you going to say a second ago, Laser? about uh i just i like really granular character creation systems oh it's 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 big crunchy I, I i think you'd really like it i can send you the pdf yeah. if you want as granular and crunchy as the sahara desert yeah i you, you love them uh character creation oats 
Yeah, I um, I actually rather enjoy Pathfinder's too many rulesness, mm. which I I either like no rules or extremely granular rules that I can then bend and warp to my desires. Yeah. Sounds about right. You can't make me go back to Pathfinder. You can't make me do fucking 3.5 I'm never doing fucking Pathfinder. Pathfinder's too fucking complicated. I've done my time. I've done trigonometry. You can't make me do it again. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to go next, or...? Yeah, you go next. You know, I was gonna just mention playing more 14, but there's something more fun, especially considering our topic Mm -hmm. this week. Since last time, we did more of our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure tabletop game. <gasps> yeah, I'm in that. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. Adrian's in the. He plays Rob Zapelli. Love me, my uh, love me, my boy. Love me, my Rob Z. Stan, Stan Hellbent for leather. Rocky, get on that shit. I'm looking at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's never gonna listen. Rocky doesn't care about me. I uh... God. Yeah. <laughs> You know I love me some Judas Priest, particularly Rob Halford, but um, he had such he's had such a golden opportunity there for a Rob Zombie reference. That's the that's the the Damn. double entendre. That's the, the people think oh okay. it's a Rob Zombie reference. Like no, it's just no. Lisa Zapelli. But uh, that that's the double entendre. Uh, gotcha. He, he is also he is also also named after Rob Halford as well. Yeah, yeah. just make a just make a stand in a Dragula. Come on. What are you yeah. doing here? Um, but write that down, honey. You're Dead gonna need to do that. <laughs> what? Dra- what? Dra- you want me to make a fucking stand called Dragula? Absolutely. Are you fucking kidding me? That would be rad as hell. All right. Listen, well. if if you're not gonna make just if, if you're not gonna go hard and make one that's called Pussy Liquor, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I should also make this one called Car- Butthole Surfers. <laughs> Yeah. No, I, I've actually had a, a concept for two twin stand users uh, who have the stand Cake and Butthole Surfers because I cannot fucking tell the difference between those two bands. They're very similar. They're super they similar. Pussy also, you know. A, uh, Rob Zombie reference, though. Yeah. 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 Band, a fucking stand called Danzig. Anyway. <laughs> um, oh, oh, wait, wait, no, no, no. Just make Danzig the guy and his, uh, his stand is mother mother yeah uh but anyway his stand is literally his mother (laughs) right he is possessed by the ghost of his mother writing that writing that down that's some good shit that's good shit but so what happened in basically tldr of the jojo game is that all the players are one of them is a Joestar. Basically, this is alternate universe where Jonathan Joestar did not die in part one. Uh, kills Dio, so part three never happens. That's the diverging time loop. But the Joestar family still has stands because Jonathan went on to be an archaeologist. And in his archaeological digs, he discovered one of the stand arrows and was pierced by it and thus passed on the ability to use stands to the Joestar family. Yeah. Uh, and this is about... One of Jonah, one of his descendants, Jonah Joestar, who is the son of Joshua Joestar, 
And Joshua Joestar is the brother to Holly Joestar, so Jonah is cousins with uh, Jotaro. Okay. And Rob. And Rob, because I live in a, we live in a world where Joseph Joestar has two hands. Joseph Joestar has two hands. And Susie Q also has two hands. And I love the threesome, uh, Say Jose Susie, so much, because that should be canon, fuck you. Uh, and so, uh, Caesar, there is a possibility, it is a very rare possibility, but there is a possibility that if a, if a person with a vagina has intercourse with two people with penises at the similar times, that two eggs that this person with a vagina is ovulating with can be uh, fertilized by two different uh, seeds from those two different men. And so that's what happened with Holly in regards to my character's uh, descendant, who is Rob's dad? I think, let me pull up the uh, parental figure. Parental unit. Parental unit. It's a really good. It's a really good term that I've been using. Yes, uh, Holly and Jordan, Joe Star, uh, and Jordan is Robert, Roberto's dad, my character's dad, and uh, Rob has a uh, a little sister who has kids, and it's real good. <laughs> so there is so... now three children in the. Uh, Caesar, Susie, uh, Joseph family instead of just Holly. Yeah, that means Jotaro is your is Rob's half brother, doesn't it? Uh, half, uh, half, half cousin. Half cousin. Half, half cousin. cousin. Yes, because Holly. God, this it's a complicated family tree. I I've, I've okay. mapped it out. Look, um, I've mapped it out, but I'm still like shit. How do I fucking? <laughs> yeah. I, I I think I don't think they're half siblings. No, Holly, uh, Jordan, and Holly are uh, fraternal twins, not uh, yeah. not paternal. So they're tw- so mm-hmm. Jotaro and Robert only... are yeah. uh, uh, and, and... Jotaro and Robert are uh, half cousins. Yeah, and and also, if if they're in a polycule, doesn't that make both Zapelli and Joestar both of their dads? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I believe we had, uh, yeah, well, I had believed that, uh, we had, uh, figured out that the whole, they had done DNA and Holly was canonically, they, they had done DNA testing and so Holly was found to actually have, be 100% Joseph's, uh, child yeah. and Jordan, uh, Robert's, uh, dad was 100% Caesar's child, and the only yeah. thing that was connecting those two is the fact that Susie Q carried them. Yeah, but uh, blood don't mean much in family. Blood don't mean the blood with, with that sort of thing. It don't mean much as long as they're. Yeah, but Jordan took on the Zapelli last name and then went to Italy and married. Uh, I believe I named her Andrea. Uh, had Rob and uh, his little sister Gemma, who Gemma has kids as well it's it's real cute i've come up with a whole family tree <laughs> yeah there's gonna be an arc in italy where they meet grandpa Zapelli. <sighs> and rob's just like uh bueno no 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 
I love you very much. Please stop. Yeah. But, um... Suffice to say. There's no Giorno. I yeah, know! Yeah, Giorno doesn't exist. Giorno, Giorno doesn't, doesn't exist, exist and it breaks my heart. Yeah, Giorno does not exist, but and also... Neither, and neither means... does, uh... Donatello or Ungalo or Raikil. Oh no, how terrible. I love those three, fuck you! But... Well, that just means Bruno was finally the actual main character. Hey, I like Giorno, fuck you. I, I adore I, Giorno. I, yeah, I like Giorno too. Everybody loves Giorno. Bruno's more interesting. I guess. Like... Bit... <laughs> anyway, suffice to say, and then there's another character named, uh, frickin' a JJ Speedwagon, uh... who is the daughter of the current head of the Speedwagon Foundation. Uh... Oh, no, the ne the niece. The niece yeah. of the current head. She, uh... July Jubilations Speedwagon. Yeah, and then, uh... Robin Speedwagon. And the last character is someone they met in New Orleans. A girl by the name of Stone. Her stand uh, is real cool. I like her yes, stand. Her stand is called New Low. And basically what it does is that whenever Stone has heightened like emotion emotional state things around her start to become better like cars will suddenly be supercharged cracks in the concrete will be prepared and smoothed over your jewelry will look nicer and fancier and more expensive your clothes will be made of finer materials etc and Jonah, who, because it is played by our beloved, uh, our, our beloved KP, and the man cannot get out of his hype for Phantom Thieves, because that's just his brand, and you know what, I respect that. But KP has a brand of Phantom Thieves, and so Jonah is a Phantom Thief. And so Jonah took one look at Stone and was like, oh, that's a mark. That's a mark. <laughs> That is 100% a mark. And Jonah's stand is called Out of Touch. It's not Thursday right Thursdays? now. Yes, literally, yes, Out of Touch <laughs> Thursdays. His stand has the ability to... Jonah, if he's touching an object, he becomes an expert at using that object. Hmm. Like if he was sitting in a car holding onto the steering wheel, he becomes an expert driver. If he holds a katana... Expert samurai. If but, the katana was made for fighting. If it was a uh, decorative katana, it, I don't know, he'd be an expert at feng shui? I don't fucking know. Yeah, exactly. He would be an expert in 15-year-old uh, white boy douchebag interior decorating. I can be your angle or your double. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly... Uh, Rob's stand lets him control things that are like ropes, rope-like objects, and ropes. Yeah, I have and to finally... be—I have to be able to see the item, uh, because yeah. we had made the discovery that's like, wait, the intestine is just a long flesh rope. I can't have this power. Please take it away from me. <laughs> I hate that phrase. <laughs> long flesh rope. It is. Mm, it really is. <laughs> is it bad that I really kind of want some kishkas now? <laughs> I don't know what uh, that is. It it's a it's a Ashkenazi 
Jewish food. It it's um it's good. It's basically sausages made with sheep intestines. It's good. I see. Yeah. Well, anyway, and the last character JJ her ability is uh fucking I forget the name of her stand actually. I honestly forget her name the name of her stand. Untouchable. Untouchable, that's it. It lets her turn things into rubber. So non-living things. Yeah, non-living. So uh, she can use the ground and turn the area underneath her foot feet into rubber and use that to bounce off and uh, I don't know, do like a flying kick or some shit. Or usually she, can... she turns her sneakers into rubber and just bounces all over the fucking place. The, uh, uh, our 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 buddy uh, Abigail, she plays her. Uh, uh, I I swear this character is just pure ADHD, and I love it. It is mwah, chef's kiss. Hey, hey Kai, I got a uh, idea for an enemy stand user. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know what the character's name would be, but the stand would be. Um, uh, she blinded me with science. She blinded me. Uh huh. I love it. If they can find a sufficient but still kind of bullshit uh, logical explanation for why the stand shouldn't work in that way they can negate the stand user's power so their stand so their stand power is Star Trek jargon yeah cause turning the ground into rubber mm, there's a, such a thing as uh, living soil which just means it's arable and can sustain life uh, but technically it's living God. So basically the stand is um actually the stand. Yeah. Well yeah. actually as well, I fucking yeah. fucking push up my glasses and adjust my pocket protector, I'm gonna punch that motherfucker in the face. He um, dicks. Yeah, uh but <laughs> also it could be weird science. Weird science would be Oh that would be a really good stand there, yeah. New weird science. Yeah. Safety dance. <laughs> No, safety dance has to be good because safety dance is possibly one of the most fun songs ever written. Bitch, we love yeah. safety dance at this house. Uh, but yeah. the the plot is is that they're on a globe trotting trip to discover the treasure left behind by a billionaire named Preston Jagger. Safety dance. God. Oh no, we've lost him. We've lost him. Lost him. Lost in the sauce. Lost in the sauce. <laughs> we can dance if we want to. Lost in that friends fucking behind. sauce. Cause your friends don't dance, and if they don't dance, then they're no friends of mine. All right, we. All right. We all can right. go we where we want to. We can't. We can't keep we doing can this. Lead the way. Demonetize. <laughs> We're not making any money to begin with, so it really doesn't matter anyway. Anyway. Uh, but gone. They're on a road trip to find this treasure hidden by this guy named Preston Jagger, who was a stand user. And in his basically last will and testament, he showed that he had a stand and was like, "The only people who can truly know the worth of my treasure are chosen." And he showed his stand. So the Speedwagon Foundation is like, "All right, we need to find whatever the fuck this is." So the game has just been traveling across America. To various cities, fighting enemy stain users, trying to find the treasure. 
And last session, they went to a park in... You guys were in Memphis, I believe? Mm, we went to... Nolens. You, you went to El you went to Elvis. You went to fucking Yeah, we went to right. we went to we went to Nolens first and then we went to Memphis, Memphis because uh Rob needed to go visit Graceland and if you denied him this, he was going to kick your ass. Yeah. But also the next clue was at Graceland. Yeah, it was in Graceland. Yeah, they got to Graceland, they went to a park and they encountered two enemy stand users. Uh Frickin' uh, James Oz and Tommy Heavenly. James Oz is, of course, a reference to Jim Henson and Frank Oz, combining their names, and his stand was Rainbow Connection. It was a very good stand. I really liked it. It was yes. very pretty. And it basically takes the form of four crystalline octohedrons that reflect, refract, and focus light. So you can create illusions, shoot like beams of searing energy, shit like that. And then the other stand user is Tommy Heavenly, which is a reference to the lead singer of the band The Brilliant Green. His stand is, of course, The Brilliant Green, which is a stand that has control over grass and all things that are considered grass. Including bamboo. Bamboo? So, uh... Welcome to Punches. Punchy Pits without the pit. Hmm. Bamboo, all grains, grains are grasses. So he summoned a like a uh, field of wheat, and basically made it create a bunch of attractive pheromones and summoned a swarm of locusts. Is that how it happened? Yes. Fuck him. Yeah, he he basically he can uh, manipulate the chemical makeup of grass. So he basically made it the wheat release this. You know how like some plants release like a sort of like pheromone that attract insects, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or yeah, at he, least a scent with regards to like when I go outside and my neighbor has just started cutting their grass and I want to fucking physically die because the smell makes me fucking completely congested. Yeah, but the uh, yeah. he just manipulated it so that it was like super potent and it attractive attracted a swarm of locusts. And he tried to spear Jonah with a bunch of bamboo and cut Rob and uh I think Matt I think freaking uh stone up with sawgrass. Yeah. And blah yada yada yada. It was uh And now the yeah, after they kind of, like, had a, a bit of a thing with them, they, uh, beat the shit out of James Oz, and then Tommy Heavenly was like, let's call a truce. I'm too old for this shit, let's call a truce. I'm gonna go too old for this, let's call a truce. And then they left, and then they got called in to follow a lead on another thing, and ended up in a really small town called Deadwater, where they met another agent from the Speedwagon Foundation, Kakyoin. Yeah, of my boy, my muppet mouthpiece of shit. <laughs> uh, and they're investigating a string of mysterious disappearances, and then Jonah was like, well, what makes these disappearances mysterious? And Kakyoin pulled out his briefcase and put a bunch of photos on the table, and it, they were photos of UFOs. And Jonah just got up and walked out the door. I'm t not dealing with nope. this shit today. Like, nope, nope, not no aliens. Today. Nope. Aliens? Aliens are stupid. Nope. We're not doing aliens. I'm, I'm fucking done. I'm done with this shit. I'm out. <laughs> and 
then the to be continued thing came up, and that's the last. That was where we left off in the JoJo game. That is where we left off. So yeah. All right. Uh, I got three things. Mm-hmm. One, I'm ashamed that y'all didn't go to Dollywood. We were not. The game isn't over yet. Yeah, we we still got but time. Y'all were already in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. We'll go back. Are y'all still in Tennessee? I think we are still in Tennessee. Yeah, you're still in Tennessee. Yeah, let's just well, we'll, we'll 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 circle back around and hit up Dollywood. Don't worry, Shug. No, no, Dolly Parton's right. gonna show up like a Scooby Doo guest. God, please, yes. Ah! <laughs> she has a stand. Look what it yeah, is. Her is stand the... should be "Love is like a butterfly." Ah, Holy a shit, one. that's a really good one. That's really good. Yes. But like, it's like you see you guys see a broken down bus, and then you're like, oh, what if that the person needs help, and then someone like. Steps out of the bus and everybody's like, Dolly Parton! Oh, Rob is losing his absolute <laughs> fucking gourd. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. That's... So, what, what were the other two things? Uh, well, the second one was you should have a, a Dolly Parton as a, a stand user and her stand should be Love is Like a Butterfly. <laughs> yeah, alright. Okay. Um, <laughs> done and yeah, done. We cov- and then... Covered that. Then the uh, the third one was oh actually two more things actually I forgot about one of them in the converse in the uh, span of this and they're both did you knows two more uh, things. yeah uh, one palm trees and I learned this from an arborist who is basically a person who studies trees and is known as a tree surgeon. Um, in our old house, we had, like, this oak tree that supposedly uh, raised our property value quite a bit. Hmm. So we wanted to take good care of it and not accidentally kill it because it's very easy to kill a tree by trimming it bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we got an arborist. Uh, he's basically a landscaper who went to grad school. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I mean, good on him. Good on him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, but I, I say that jokingly. But he was a really cool guy. If I had to do something, I think it would be that. Um, if I had to go to grad school, because trees are cool, man. Trees are. I cool. like trees. trees yeah, are trees cool. are cool. Uh, I'm not keen on most plants, especially not in my house. But I like trees. Trees are pretty um, cool. Yeah. But anyway, point is, uh, I learned from him that palm trees are not actually trees. They're grass. Really? Yes. That would have hmm. been stupid. That would have been stupid. That would have been so yeah. fucking stupid. Just have a fucking oh. palm tree grow in the fucking middle of a fucking Tennessee park. God. <laughs> Two very boring minutes later. Uh, the last thing I had to, to say was, uh, do you know the origin of the term uh, of uh, Ario Speedwagon? And I don't mean the band, I mean where the band got it from. No. I don't think I actually do. It is a, uh, the Ario Speedwagon is a light motor truck manufactured by the REO Motor Car Company. It's an ancestor to the pickup truck. First introduced in 1915, production continued through at least 1953 and made REO, the initials for its founder, Ransom Ellis Olds, 
one of the better known manufacturers of commercial vehicles in America prior to World War II. Thank you, Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Wikipedia. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you got anything else for your week? Nope, other than, like I said, 14. Which. Alrighty. Yeah. Not much uh, update there. I'm, I'm true paladin. I'm so proud of you. I'm full paladin. I'm also. I'm gonna be full dragoon. Soon, also. Uh, hell yeah, hell yeah. With regards to fourteen, uh, since you've last talked to me, I have leveled up, uh, fully to eighty. Uh, my dark nice. knight, uh, my dancer, and my red mage. So now I have, uh, full mentor status. So if you play on. Uh, the Crystal Data Center uh, and see uh, a hot male Ellison walking around with a, a crown on. It might be me. Hi, how you doing? Alrighty. I'm also working on Samurai right now and it is very fun. I really like the 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 crunch of how uh, 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3 their, uh, their rotation is. It's it, it, it's right. real it's real, it it's got a real straightforward rotation and it's real nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'll go. Uh. Oh, and I I know there's probably something that y'all are excited to talk about clearly, uh, that I said I was going to be getting into more this coming week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been two weeks since we talked about it last week, and so I'll just jump right into that. Uh, Neopets, real fun. Uh, I'm having a real good time on Neopets.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I, 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 that, that is true, but I, I know, uh, 14, yeah, uh, I've been plugging away a little bit at 14, having a good time. Uh, I love your face for, uh, all around, man, it is very good. Face four is my favorite face. Thank you. Best uh, face. Gotta say, don't enjoy combat. Uh, it it it's the same old uh, MMO combat. I don't much care for it. Um, uh, but hmm. but hmm. but fucking love crafting and gathering. <laughs> um, don't it, it it there were so I I think the first time I stopped playing in the two weeks between. Then and now, where I didn't play uh, uh, for, like, more than a day, has been, like, probably, I think I, I, I don't think I played at all, like, Thursday, and till now, uh, and it's Saturday now as we're recording, uh, and that's just because I got to the point where I have to do a dungeon, and I, it's the only quest I have right now, and I'm trying to decide whether I want to do the dungeon or if I just want to pick up more crafting and gathering missions <laughs> because th- th- there's a couple uh, crafting classes I've picked up that I've leveled up to like 26, 27, and I haven't done a single mission for the guild. Uh, so I might I might just pick those you up. You should do, do your guild missions because those give you skills. Those do give you yeah. skills. 
They've get, they, yeah. Please, please know that as a mentor for crafting and gathering, because that's what I got my mentor tag for first. Uh, I literally had to like sit down somebody who was trying to make level eighty and ninety, level uh seventy and eighty crafts, and be like, "Why can't I do this?" It's like, "Well, what skills do you have?" It's like, "Well, uh, I haven't done my crafter class since around 50 and I was like, "You need to do that right now!" What the hell are you doing? Yeah, no. Um, I, I, I know. I. <sighs> I didn't pick up those classes because I actually wanted to do those classes, but I needed to make a material for one of my other classes. And so I just sort of... And it was like a, like a, a first uh, level thing uh, uh, item that I needed. I think it was just like rivets or something. Yeah. And so I just sort of was like, well, I'll go mine all the stuff I need. And I mined enough to make like 400. And then I just made 400. And I leveled up a bunch. Yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah. Uh, crafting and gathering, real fun if you have uh, ADHD like me and want to hyper focus yeah. on something for like five hours. It's real good. Yeah. That 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 that's the same thing for me. It's just uh, it's soothing. It's very good. I love gathering. But it it did sort of turn fourteen into the class of game for me that kind of falls into the same category as like Minecraft and Grand Theft Auto Online and uh, Ark and a couple other ones uh, where it's just I feel like listening to a podcast and I need to do something so I don't fall asleep. Yeah, uh, that's what uh, I do actually when I'm gathering materials for my uh, FC is I go into a uh, in, uh, moderately in-game area, uh, I pop on a podcast, and then I just fucking do my rotations uh, around the map, getting the shit that I need. And yep. just do that for like four hours straight while I listen to podcasts. Yep. Make that fucking bank. Because mm -hmm. my FC leader will pay me per fucking material I gather for them. It's great. My FC leader is fucking Buka Rich. Mm. Buka bucks. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, that that that's me in fourteen. I'm playing Lancer, but um, I'd, I'd like to say my true class is leather worker. <laughs> that's that's uh my character. My character's uh main class that uh, I usually play on is Astrologian, which you'll get to see once you get to Heaven's Word if you can stick with it that long. Um, but my actual main is Fisher. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm a fishing main. What up, though? Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, fishing. Oh, I also fishing. As, sorry, go on. As much as I've been playing paladin, fish fishing is the class I have the most levels. <laughs> Fishing's fun. Yeah. Also, it's like super easy to level because all you have to do is just sit there for like four hours straight and just press a single button for casting and pull a single button for fucking reeling in. And that's it. That's all you need to do. It's perfect. <laughs> God, I love fishing. Fishing is so complicated. It's great. Mm -hmm. In-game fishing I, I is super to... complicated. I have not picked it up. Yet, uh, that's because, but that's just because I'm waiting until I have just a shit ton of time to 
really dive into something. Ha! Um, <laughs> dive. <laughs> yeah. You do that. that in, was... You do that in the second X pack. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, but I I also picked up uh what I picked up uh, Summoner as well, but I haven't really leveled anything in it. Well, if you have picked it up, then you are currently an Arcanist. Uh, Arcanist Guild, real That's fun. That's what I mean, yeah, Arcanist. Arcanist Guild, real, Guild, real fun. Um, Summoner also uh, levels alongside of Scholar. So mm. um, you can just do Summoner. And, like, every time you get, like, a, a, a class quest for Summoner, you can just also touch on Scholar, too, so you have a fucking free healer. Nice. So uh, if you do if you do if you do need to level summoner, uh, but don't want to wait in queue time because queues for DPS are horse shit, yeah. uh, just yeah. pop on scholar and you'll have to heal it. But you know it's you know free pre healing practice and also levels the same. So hey, fucking you still get your XP yeah. for it. Yeah, I'll need to learn how to do healing. But yeah, tanks uh, and healers don't wait long in the queue. No, we do not. You are always in need for if you're a tank or a healer. DPS or dime a dozen. Dime a dozen. Yep. Well, it's because there's like a bajillion fucking DPS rolls, and there's currently until 6.0 drops, and then we'll have th we have three healers now, and until uh, 6.0 drops, and then we'll have four. So yeah. uh, that that goes to show you how many healers we have. We're necessary and needed. Yeah, yep. it's interesting that uh, they made a gunbreaker tank because to me that always seems more like it is the like most DPS like of the tanks. Uh, gunbreaker uh, focuses a lot less on uh, taking the hits, but rather evading them. There's a lot of like mm. ups your evasion kind of like cooldowns that you have as a gunbreaker uh that sounds really fun it's it's i hear it's real fun to play um they do have the most bullshit of invulnerabilities though because oh. when you get uh when you get as a gunbreaker you get a skill called super bolide which i like to call it super ass clinch because it drops your hp to one immediately Ooh. And as a healer, I see that and go like, oh, fuck, shit, what? What's going on? No. Uh, and then it uh, makes you invulnerable. You cannot get hit. You cannot take any damage at all after you've popped Super Bolide for like 10 seconds, I think. Uh, but it is like such a fucking ass clinch for a healer who is not ready for a tank who they're like, uh, if I go in through a dungeon with a random and I'm not on VC, they're not going to be like, hey, I'm popping Super Bolide. They're just going to do it and I have to fucking react. And sometimes my reaction is not fast enough. That sucks. It, it, there's a reason people make macros for their, uh, their invuln states. I have one for my Dark Knight because Dark Knight are invuln... Uh, can keep us alive for 10 seconds after we've technically died. And uh, as long as we are healed to full in those ten, that 10 second span after you've died, uh, you are able to keep up. We keep on going. It's called Living Dead. Hmm. It's really rad looking too. I love Living Dead. I just but, got a... Mm -hmm. Paladin has a skill that... Uh, Paladin's like secondary like mechanic is the Oath Gauge. 
Mm -hmm. which increases every time you do an auto attack and you can use the oath cage to like do uh, some of your other skills it gets a skill called Sheltron where you basically summon a barrier in front of you and it's only there for like I want to say 2-3 seconds it's, and if, it's necessary you, though Sheltron it, that should be your bread and butter if you summon it um, while it's there basically you, you basically use it like a parry Mm-hmm. It's great. Like a time, like a timed parry in a fighting game. Hmm. You can basically block the big attack. Oh, I I think Lancer has a move, uh, or well, it's a DPS roll mm -hmm. move actually, where you uh, you do that like kick. Oh, the leg sweep. I, I, yeah, I use that to like uh, interrupt uh, like uh, cone attacks and shit. Like that. Yeah, some yes. attacks can't be interrupted, so you have to block them. Oh, uh, yeah. also some attacks uh, at the when you get higher level. Also, a lot of bosses don't have skills that you can interrupt or uh, stun out of, mm. so you yeah. just have to learn to get out of the AOE. And as a dragoon, you're gonna have a hard time learning to get out of the AOE. We call them floor tanks for a reason, because you're dead on the floor tanking it. Mm. I love dragoons. I love watching them die. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've been getting that feeling because I've, I've reached a point where I'm, like, the same level as the enemies or maybe a little bit lower. Uh, maybe, like, a, a level or two lower. Uh, and even sometimes maybe a level or two higher. But if there's more than one of them, I'm dying. Pretty uh, yeah, you gotta, you gotta learn how to pull singular enemies. Uh, yeah. Or get a healer friend to be, like, uh pop up behind you and be like have yeah. a region if you do your here's lancer more quest, region if you do your lancer quest you'll get a skill called uh i think it's something talon you throw your spear oh yeah no 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 i have that already yeah you uh, use that I, to I engage do... a singular enemy it has pretty shitty range though like I'll, a lot of time i will be using it and another enemy will spot me while i'm using it and i'll wind up with two anyway yeah have you learned your have you learned your rotation this has just become is the it, 14 um, podcast starring Adrian. <laughs> is it uh, the the um, that first thrust you learn followed by uh, what is it like? It's like purple. It's like visceral thrust, vorpal thrust followed by full thrust. I think that's it. Yeah, I don't yeah. have any levels in Dragoon. Yeah, no, so I that's can't it. Say. That you yeah. got it. No, I I think I'm like level. I'm gonna look up my character. And once you look at, once you get a move called disembowel, what your rotation is gonna be is you're gonna do vorpal thrust, disembowel, and then go to your regular rotation. Oh, I have disembowel. Well, then yeah. yeah, go. It's vorpal thrust, disembowel, and then one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, until the buff from disembowel wears off. Then do vorpal thrust, disembowel again. Yeah, no, I definitely do that already. Yeah. Uh, I, I know my. I, I apparently know my rotation. Uh, it's just a matter of you know there there's. More than one. I'm 26 right now. Ah, have okay. you been avoid Lancer? Have you learned how to avoid the AOEs? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I've I've picked that up. Uh, uh, once we get off, I'm. Please, uh, once we get off the call for this podcast, please let me know when you want to do the dungeon because I will take you through it and heal you. I uh, I'm a. Hi. I like to call my. I used to call myself the one trick pony back when all I had was healers, um, hmm. but. I, I did it for over a year, so I at least know what I'm doing as that one trick pony. Uh, yeah. I got 3,000 commends as uh, just my healer. 
mm. because uh, I now have my big fat fucking chocobo with a pope hat, which has been the height of my fucking career in 14. Is <laughs> just saying, nice. uh, hey, I got my pope hat chocobo. It's real cool looking, ain't it great? You only get that if you do really, really good in dungeons and fucking trials and raids and shit, and people give you commends. Because you can't get them if you're in a party. If you're in, your, if you're in like a set party and you go in with four people, you can't give your friends commends. So you have to go mm. through with randoms and get the commends that way. So all 3,000 times people have been like, that guy did real well. Here's your commend. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I, I uh, have not been in the mood the last few days. That's understandable. Uh, genuinely. Yeah, that's, that's, that's understandable. Uh... I'm looking at my character now, and actually my highest class is Weaver, of all things. <laughs> uh, followed by Botanist. Ah, that would have been Blacksmith. Uh, Blacksmith is actually, of the uh, uh, Disciples of the Hand, Blacksmith is currently my lowest. Mm. Uh, other than Alchemist and Culinarian, that, which I have not started on. Gotcha. <sighs> I have all my crafters and gatherers to 80, but of the ones that I have, I do think Blacksmith is my least favorite, simply because um, the one of the sounds they do, because for Blacksmith there's the, 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 the normal hammering animation that you have, but then you have a file, yeah. you have a rasp. That you used to uh, like rasp out like bumps and shit in the in the craft, yeah. and the sound of the rasp m physically makes my skin crawl, and so mm. I literally have to go into my sound settings and mute my sound settings while I'm blacksmithing shit because I fucking physically cannot stand that sound. Like I will absolutely just run the fuck away when I hear uh, somebody starting blacksmithing around me. I'm just like, absolutely not. Fuck this. <laughs> I'll go somewhere else. Thank you. <laughs> it sucks I, to be in Limsa. I've spent more time on armor and goldsmith as far as uh, things that have you baking metal stuff. Goldsmith is a really fun uh, class quest. Like the the class quest for goldsmith is real fun. Serendipity is really cute. Hmm. Uh, I have that. That's one of the ones that I'm level nineteen and I haven't done a single mission. I literally just. Picked it up because I needed to make brass ingots. Yeah. Uh, no, serendipity. I would definitely, like, start doing your class quests because the, the class quest masters are real good. I'm surprised you haven't done any of the ones for Leatherworker because Geva is... Oh, Leatherworker I have. Okay, Leatherworker Le leather I have. Geva, Geva, Mommy, Mommy, Mommy. <laughs> Ma'am? Mommy Milkers. She, she is the only one of the craftsmen that has like looked at your work and is like, yeah, this is good to practice on. I'm not gonna let that fuck you sell my sh your shit here. The fuck are you talking about? I have a brand to upkeep. The fuck. I love Geva. She is the only like real one. She she looks at your uh, early level shit and is like, yeah, no, this this is like good, but it's like, it's good for like what you're at. You're not good enough yet to fucking put your fucking name on the shit that I sell. What are you talking about? Get out of here. Yeah. Geva's great. I love Geva. Mm -hmm. yeah. Hey, hey, Geva, uh, I... I know you're married. I know you have kids. Call me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm level 25 in Leatherworker. I've done all the 
quests I can do in Love the Worker. Same with Carpenter. Uh, Baton. I love Baton. Baton's real good. Yeah, I, th- I think Baton's my favorite. Uh, he gets real gay with one of the adders. Um, <laughs> he, uh, one of the, uh, the adders is his boyfriend, and they get real gay together, and I'm just like, this is the good shit. This has become the 14 podcast. We're not talking about judges anymore. This is just me talking about 14 and how much we I love to, it. We have to move on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm going to make one more joke. I've got one joke to say. Uh, it's not actually a joke. It's just a reference. But uh, every... I, I I always read it as beaten, not baiten. Uh, it, it probably is baiten. It's baiten. I, I don't know. I pronounce it baiten. It's baiten. It's baiten. All right, the, the way you said it made it sound like Baton, which reminded me of, um, you know, Dag? Uh, not Dag. Sorry, that's not the right guy. Um, oh, um, fuck. You fucked up your uh, reference. I forgot his name. Yeah, no, it. I said Dag, but that's not his name. His name is similar to... Well, Dag is an acronym for someone, but... Uh, hold on. Um, what's that movie? It's... Idiocracy. You ever see Idiocracy? I have not, no. Yeah, I have. Alright, there's... What? I'm thinking you're talking about Dax Shepard? Yes, Dax Shepard. Uh... He's got a line in there where um, someone's knocking on his door and just goes, uh, "Go away, baiting," and he's masturbating. Uh, Go away, baiting, bait, baiting, baiting. Bait. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just, I uh, a buddy of mine started calling, started fourteen, and started up the uh, the carpenter quests. And that's how uh, she's pronounced beaten. And it made me laugh so fucking hard that I just had to start doing it the same because it just is very funny. Beaten. Beaten. Acme Podcast Inc. Nominally a podcast about animation. <laughs> Listen. A- a currently a podcast about Adrian's level 14. <laughs> Alright, hold on. No, 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 no. Hold on. Now hold the fucking door. Alright, all right, the door is held. Alright, just you know, the... hold on. I gotta, I gotta pull something's up. Just give me a moment. You're letting my cold air out. <clears throat> <clears throat> this is $20 flying out the window. I am on www... Or, I'm sorry. I am on https colon slash slash rss.com slash podcast slash acmepodsinc. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading, our description says, Two laymen who love animation talk about cartoons and sometimes video games or comics or books, but really the focus is on animation. So we're well within our... Oh, oh, and then the main tags for the show are animation and manga, hobbies, and video games. So we're well within our field. Our purview. <laughs> our, pur- our purview. Yeah, this has just been yeah. like 30 minutes of 14 shit, though. <laughs> yeah. We're in our wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Mic drop, except I'm not dropping this mic. It's very expensive. And I, and I do not want to buy a new one. Every time I see actual mic drops, I'm just like, no, no, why? Why would you do this? Yeah. 
I broke my last one trying to put it onto one of them mic arms, and it did not go well. I don't want to do that again. But anyway, yeah, that that that's my week. That that's fourteen. That's Neopets. Whatever. Uh, we're not doing any upkeep this week, but there are two pieces of news I want to talk about. Uh, one of it related to uh, part three of JoJo, in that part six got announced. Woo! Uh, yep. Rocky patched in girls. Girls patched, uh, yeah. very good. Finally, we can uh, celebrate uh, more genders than just uh, uh, dude and dude and dude and uh, younger dude and, and younger dog. dude. And but now girl. Now they're girl. It's great. It's great. I love it. Now there's girl. Yeah. Uh, the other piece of news I wanted to mention, which serves as a bit of a... It's not the epilogue I wanted to do this episode to uh, Mecha March and to specifically last week's episode, I, I was planning on watching uh, 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 Mac, uh, Superdimensional Macross. Uh, Do you believe in love? The compilation movie that had like new redone animation that looked a lot sharper, uh, mm-hmm. cleaner, consolidated all. That, but I didn't. I just didn't get around to it. Um, but this serves as that too. Uh, Japanese advertising agency Big West Frontier Co. has recognized the licensing of the Macross series by Harmony Gold, ending decades of dispute and allowing the franchise's sequels and films to be released outside of Japan. Huh. So, for the first time since Macross Plus, we might get more Macross here in the West. Uh... Well, how about that? And more Robotech. But, yeah. Uh, I personally look forward to seeing uh, DVD box sets of Macross Frontier and Macross 7 gather dust on the shelves of the Super Walmart near my house. Uh, I just say that because that's what all DVDs do. Nowadays. Walmart now. Yeah. Uh... So yeah, that that's it for the news. That just means they're uh, cheaper for clowns like me. <laughs> yeah, no, same. Uh, I, I I have Walmart anime DVDs that I still have in their plastic wrapping because too many DVDs. I paid ten dollars yeah. for the entire series of Hey Arnold. That yeah is a lot for a little. The entire series. Yeah, $10? Arnold had quite a few. Uh, that is a lot of series for a little money. That's what I meant, you dingus dong. Okay. Oh, you said the exact <laughs> opposite. Yeah. You said. Uh... Go. But no, go, go, go. Stone Ocean. Looking forward to it. I know yeah. stupid bullshit about Stone Ocean. Just like it with every JoJo, there's gonna be stupid bullshit. But the bullshit. the farther we go into parts, the less I know. So I know, like, I know I didn't know a lot about part five. I know even less about part six. Uh, there's girls there in a jail. Yeah, I know Draw. that part. Yeah, I also uh, know. I, yeah, I also do know Joe Taro studied starfish. He's also kind of a bad dad. Uh, I mean, the worst. That that's. Honestly, not surprising to me in the least. Considering he, he also dad. had a shitty... He, he has, considering his own dad, he didn't really have a good example to live by. 
Yeah, and also just kind of how he treated his mother. Yeah. Uh, he loved his mother. Yeah, he still shouldn't uh, call her a fucking bitch, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, as, as an autistic person who was growing up autistic, I understand this autistic son of mine. Okay. Jotaro's autistic, um, fight me. Okay. Uh, so we're going to take a short break, and then we'll uh, hop into uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, we'll hop into JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 3, Stardust Crusaders, when we get back. Yeah. We'll see you then. Show it back on! And welcome back to Hackby Podcast Incorporated. I'm still Laser J and I'm still joined by Kaiju Emperor and Adrian. Uh, yeah. So let's hop into JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 3 Stardust Crusaders by David Pro. So I, uh, earlier this week, I tried to put together you know, show notes like I do for, like I did last week, where I have a bunch of interesting information about the people who worked on it. Um, but almost every episode had a different director. Really? I uh, noticed. Or at oh. the very least, it it's like, um... There's like seven directors for this series, and they circulate. So, and also they their long Japanese names phoneticized into English, so it's kind of hard to tell them apart sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, or just like because it's never, it's almost never the same director more than two episode, like two episodes in a row, almost. So I've read one name, then a second name, then a third name, then a fourth name, and then the sixth name could be the first name again. Uh, but I, I, I'm bad, I, I'm, I'm bad with names in general, um, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry. So I don't have show notes, but I will say that, uh, I love the Oingo Boingo outro song. I was literally, <laughs> they didn't need to do that. But no. they did, and I respect them. Yeah, uh, I really, I really, I like. I like that episode. That that's probably my favorite episode from the lot. There are some things that David Pro did in the part three anime that they didn't need to do from like a visual perspective, like the Oingo Boingo Brothers ending slash Oingo whole horse combi ending, yeah. and like actually animating some of the shitty artwork in Oingo's fucking book. Yeah. Please, please, please. There was a titty. There was a titty bird in one shot. That was necessary. That was wholly necessary. Those bird. That bird needed tits. Whole horsely necessary. <laughs> yeah. Another similar related thing to that is the scene when they're fighting Darby June. Darby the the younger. And the way they animated his fucking dolls, hated that. Hated that shit. Yeah, no. Yeah, uh, Kai here did not realize that Darby the Younger was the little brother, and that, for a second, that was uh, Darby Jr. 
Yeah, I thought they were father and son for a long time. No, they were, they are uh, older and younger brothers. Yeah, but. I should know, I have, my, my, uh, I, I have the similar, uh, kind of thing with regards to, uh, shit as my older brother as the younger brother. Hmm. Yeah, but to, uh, what was it? To, to basically get sort of more into broad stroke territory, Star Wars Crusader is, without question, the most iconic JoJo part. Oh, yeah. Um, this is uh, extra true because from a standpoint of just, this is the JoJo part that uh, took place in Japan, so a lot of Japanese readers really, really got into it because it kind of like was like, hey, it started here. It's This is a character I can identify with more because this is a Japanese teenager and a lot of people at the time that who are, who got into JoJo's at that age were you know, Japanese teenagers, so it was yeah. like, hell yeah. And, and jo- they have become lifelong JoJo fans since then. Uh, but also, this was the first part that got animated as well. Um, the OVA. Uh, yeah. For, for the OVA. Uh, the OVA uh, I, I have plans to do an episode on the OVA at some point. That, uh, since that was my first JoJo thing, please also invite me back for that because yeah. uh, you are Our, now legally obligated for every JoJo thing to have me on it. Because, we'll do yeah, it with. I said. We'll do it with one of the fists of the North Star OVAs. That that was the plan. <laughs> yes. Like uh, same shit. Right? I I do I. Mm, I have a suggestion. Mm. Okay. The Bow OVA. Oh, the Bow OVA. Yeah. For those who don't know, Bao was the first thing that Araki ever wrote. And also, it's referenced in this part and in part two. It was referenced in part two as well, yes. Uh, the comic that Jotaro was reading in the jail cell was also the comic that Joseph was reading on his first plane crash. And I'm sad that I have to say first! Every time this man has been on a fucking plane... Every time. Fucking time. Just. Yep. Can't. I can't. Can't. Can't trust this man anywhere. Mm-hmm. Terrible. <sighs> he was in. What? He's in been in total. What? Four plane crashes or four, four plane plane, crashes. plane related incidents. Four. And a pla- submarine. And a submarine. And a boat sinking. Several and a boat. Two boats sinking. Yeah. Well, one of them was a stand, so does that really count? One of count? them was a stand, but it's still... I, I, I would count it, because it's a boat stand, so yeah. But yeah... Hate uh, that monkey. Jotaro, as a protagonist, is... His design has been referenced and fucking... He is an icon of manga and anime. Yeah. A, a monolith. Yeah. Like, if, even if you don't know Jojo, you have seen Jotaro's design in his silhouette he's uh it's like him and freddie mercury made the most guest appearances in manga i feel like yeah because there's i've definitely seen way more freddie mercury references than just chromarty high Mm -hmm. Uh, i mean people like freddie mercury rightfully so rightfully so uh and Obviously, the most important thing, other than, you know, the JoJo iconography, is that JoJo Part 3 introduced the thing that would become the power set for all future JoJo Parts, which was stands. 
Yeah. No more sunshine karate. A, a little sunshine Ooh. karate in this part, but not enough to actually make it be worth it. Yeah. I wish there was more sunshine karate. I love sunshine karate so much. I like stands mostly because they're always music references. Uh, past the once you get past the uh, part three. Yeah, well, I was going to say specifically past the tarot, but yeah. Um, but I, I'd much rather just cool sunshine karate than than uh, stands. Um, and now I will. I want to say that I, I have like an entire thesis about like shonen power sets and mm -hmm. power. Uh, what's the word? Power systems. Mm -hmm. I think stands are probably one of the better ones. Yeah, for sure. As a system, just because Araki immediately set up the fact that stands, they can kind of do whatever. They can kind of just do whatever. Yeah. You know, so there's no limit to his, like, creativity in terms of what he wants to do with the stands. And the fact that, like, all, st well, I say all. Most stands. The inherent weakness of a stand is always the user. The user is always just a normal human being, no matter how powerful their stand is. Yeah. Which creates an inherent, like, balancing of power in stands. And I think that makes for a, a fun power system. For sure. Yeah. But, uh... You know what? I'm gonna ask this now. What's what, we're probably gonna, probably gonna do this for every part going on. What's everybody's favorite stand in this part? I don't want to be uh, a simple man, but I am a simple man. Uh, you know what? I, I, I really, really, really love Mariah Stand. I, oh, I know it's, like, stupid and super weird. And you have to, like, yeah, you have to, like, touch it to fucking actually do it. But once you actually do touch it, that shit fucking scary. Yeah. It's just such an, it's such a stupid stand. It's stupid, but you know what? It doesn't have to be, like, really fucking, like, complicated to be a good stand. It's true. Laser? Uh, 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 I can hear the I can hear the the, the gears just cranking away. <laughs> yeah, I, I. It's either Silver Chariot or Anubis. Anubis is cool. Anubis was really cool. Very stupid, but very cool. I mean, yeah. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Cream. Cream is awesome. Yeah. Oh my god, yes. Cream is such a fucking terrifying stand. Yeah. Like holy shit! What if the hand was actually good and had a good user? Yeah. It wasn't a moron. Well, there's what? that alternate universe, so. Um, I don't know if they exist in the alternate universe. 
Well, I know Niji. I know Niji. So. I know Niji Mora exists in Part Eight, but I don't know if that Niji Mora exists. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you usually just say, you know, if they haven't appeared, then it's uh, Schrodinger's character. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I'm gonna say this up front before we get into it. While I like Part Three, it is my second least favorite part. Yeah, I'm with it. It's. I think it's actually my least favorite. I like uh, Phantom Blood less. I like Phantom Blood less. I don't blame. Yeah, I, it it it's all, it's all relative in light of uh, Diamond is Unbreakable for me. Yeah, Diamond is Unbreakable is still my favorite. Although I think if I rewatch Part Five, Part Five might end up being my favorite. I really liked Part Five, hmm. but Part Two is still my second favorite. Yeah. Do you very much enjoy Part 2? I think just because I feel no qualms about liking Jonathan, I think Phantom Blood's my favorite. I mean, you Or second that. favorite, I'm sorry, second favorite. Uh, I just, I don't, like, it. it's like, uh, it. okay, wording it that way was stupid. I, I have, like, th- there's parts of, uh, Joseph and Jotaro that I just find annoying and insufferable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't really... I, I like boring Jonathan. I mean, you know. Hun, do you have I, anything to say about someone calling Jonathan boring? Uh, how dare you? That's my son. Yeah, well, they, Okay. <laughs> when I say boring, I just you. mean he's just a very good boy. He's and, a very good boy. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, that that's what he, I mean by boring. That there's like no edginess to him. He's a simple man. He's a yeah, exactly. Wants that's to hold his wife's hand, the degenerate. Yeah, and, that's what I mean by boring. Like boring is not a negative denotation to me. Boring is like safe. It it's fun. It's nice. It's likable. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of the parts that are my fave um look I I I I I I love parts part one and two so much but I I'm gonna be real uh part seven is still my favorite and has always been my favorite since I read it it's so good everything I've been told is that part seven is amazing it is so whack yeah. I don't there, doubt it. There, there, there's a cross-country horse race. Jesus is there. It's whack. It's great. I love it. Jesus is, in fact, there. The president... Jesus is there. The president of the United States is an enemy stand user. Yeah, him, him and his stand filthy acts performed at a reasonable price. <laughs> uh... Funny Valentine. Uh, a lot of people be are uh, incredibly like lackluster with regards to um, a lot of the uh, big bosses. Uh, a, a lot of people are like, "Oh, fucking Diavolo is a, a really shitty boss." Or I think Funny Valentine was uh, he was formidable, but as a character, I got 
bored with him because he was just a shitty person. And I was just like, I fucking don't like this guy. Speaking of that, <laughs> because of part three, we have the return of Kono Dioda. Kono Dioda! Dio is fucking here, and being trapped in that fucking coffin for a hundred years has made him so much more extra. Dio. 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 Every time this, like, especially when they're approaching, like, Egypt and whatnot, every time that man is on screen, and, like, he's, like, he's alone. He's completely alone, right? And he's just posing for no one. Like, no, he, I know who he posing for. Poochie? Bitch, get, bitch, get it, you pose for yourself. I mean, I was gonna say Poochie, but, you know. Poochie was, like, younger, was he, oh, God, Poochie was, like, I think around 16... No, no, he was a little older than that. Like, what, wait, what are you that. talking about? Because they fucked. Like, what? Yeah, no, yeah, no, uh... And this I'm is when Dio dies. Yeah, this is when Dio dies, so... Yeah, this, okay, no, yeah, Pucci was a little bit older than that uh, by this time, but he was... I want to say, like, maybe 17 when they first met. Hmm. If I remember correctly of reading Stone... Please note, I read Stone Ocean a long time ago. I read I mean, Stone Ocean a long time I mean, time the anime ago. is coming out, so you'll get a refresher so for us. I will definitely be getting a refresher. Maybe I should reread it. Maybe I should reread it for the anime coming out. I don't know. But, um... I say I'm gonna do that, but I'm not gonna do that because reading, ugh. Yeah, Koyasu does it again. Koyasu fucking knocking it out of the damn park. Love yeah. that man. Is, um... Did Jonathan's voice actor come back, or is this is old Jonathan different voice actor? I forget. Uh, I think you were thinking of Joseph and uh. Joseph, yeah, Sugi sorry. Uh, Sugita did not return. Um, Sugita actually did the voice for old Sif, which is what I refer to as old old Joseph. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sugita did old Sif in um, All Star Battle, if I recall correctly. But he did not make a reappearance in uh, the Stardust Crusaders anime. That was actually Unsho Ishizuka. Oh, okay. Uh, and I, I th know... Laser, you watched the dub, right? Yep. Yeah, Matt so Mercer. Uh, Matt Mercer's Jotaro and Richard Epcar was Joseph. Joseph, yeah, old Joseph. Mm. Wait, hold on. Derek Stephen Prince was Iggy? Yeah. Yeah. God. Now you gotta go back and rewatch the shit? You gotta go watch you know, the fucking pet shop fight. You know who was the witch? I can't remember. Oh, oh Baba? Uh, freaking Enyaba? Yeah. It's Rita Repulsa. Who was it? Rita Repulsa. Janice. Janice. Rita's Re Janice. Rita Repulsa. From Power oh. Rangers. Yeah. Rita uh, Repulsa. Finally, I have escaped from that dumpster. I'll kill those Power Rangers. You, 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 you know the funny part about that is we were, we're we've been. This is a side note, kind of part of the week thing. But every Wednesday for the past few weeks in the Rad Zone, we've been watching Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I have been uh, going along, uh, very uh, willingly, but kind of like. Oh god, they're they're going on about Power Rangers again because I, uh, I, I liked Power Rangers as a kid. I kind of grew out of it, and I like Sentai now, but I'm like 
super out of my Sentai League, and mm. so I'm just like, oh god, they're talking about Power Rangers again, god. I, yeah. I, Power Rangers I'm with, Power a, I'm with a giant fucking nerd! <laughs> I mean, that's like one of the other iconic performances in the Japanese is Ono, Daisuke Ono is, is Jotaro. Oh my god, mm. yes, Daisuke Ono. He does Beautiful. such a good Love job it. as Jotaro and, well, Star Platinum, too, I guess, at the same time. On the note of Power Rangers, real quick, uh, just going off script for a second. Uh, I, I I discovered this uh, week a, uh, a guitarist on YouTube by the name of uh, Niall Stenson. He's Australian, I believe. Maybe, maybe he's New Zealander. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he did he, he put out an album uh, called Power of the Grid where he personally uh, from ear transcribed all the Power Rangers themes and then performed them and released uh, full instrumental versions of them fuck yeah that's so good what a uh, hero yeah all of them from uh Go go power ring to might from Mighty Morphin to uh, Beast Morphers. Wow, I think the other uh, the other Japanese voice actor people might recognize in this is uh, Ab- Abdul is Kenta Miyake, who is also All Might in Hiraka. Hmm. <laughs> so, Abdul had a real good voice in English. I can't remember who. Um, uh, he's not. He doesn't have a, a page. His name is Chris. Turglia Farah hmm. doesn't have a page, unfortunately. Kyle Herbert was calculating. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Doug Erholtz was pulling around. Uh, uh, or did there Turglia Farah was also in? Let's see. Uh, Fate Grand Order, uh, Babylonia TV as Musashibo Binke. Ah, oh, that bitch. And. Yeah, um, in Mob Psycho 100, uh, Sword Art Online 2, blah, blah, blah. Not a lot. He's pretty, uh, he was pretty, um, uh, pretty, uh, unknown, uh, for the most part. Uh, oh, he's in Jujutsu Kaisen as Kyotaka Ijichi. Hmm. Uh, we're talking about Chris, uh, Tur. Turglia Farah, right? Yes. Yeah, English yes. Uh He was Rastacor in Star vs. the Forces of Evil. He was Sigma and Ultron Sigma in Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Uh, let's see, he's Fugin in the English dub of Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, let's see. Mm. Oh my Tank god, top he, was Tiger. Tana- he was Gundam Tanaka and fucking Danganronpa too. Yeah. Uh, you know tank- what? DR2 was fine. I'm going to say it right now. DR2 was fine. I remember okay. reading it back on the fucking Something Awful forums. It was a fine It was a fine read. Mm-hmm. Dangarapa as a series. Oh, okay. Okay. It's the fandom that sucked. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like with most uh, things. Uh, Tank Top Tiger, Jakuman, and Male Spectators in One Punch Man. Uh, he was Volg in Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon, Everybody. 
Omega 11 and Ace Combat 7. Uh, Effector T cell in Cells at Work. So a lot of anime stuff, but like not no hardly anybody, you know. And a lot of games too. Yeah, a lot of games. But, a lot uh, of additional voices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, um, in Cyborg Zero Zero Nine, Call of Justice, he was Cyborg Zero Zero Five. The the giant. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's zero. I think that's zero five. I don't remember. Geronimo Jr., yeah. Geronimo Jr. He's uh, Muraki in Mob Psycho 100. Mm-hmm. Uh... Uh... Two the Third movies, also, as from Lupin the Third Goodbye Partner, the special, as uh, Mr. Norman, and Lupin the Third Blood Seal of the Eternal Mermaid, which is a special as uh, Kage... Kage... Kagera. Blood Seal of the Eternal Mermaid is such a fucking metal-ass name. I know, right? Yeah. His earliest work is from 2004. He did voices in uh, World of Warcraft. Oh, shit! He was Sylvan Zoidick in fucking Hunter x Hunter. Oh, did you just say Zoidick? I might have! (laughs) Zoldick! And Ruffy! uh, and Ruffian from episode 22. Fuck you. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Zol- Silva Zoidic. I said it again. Zoldic. Um, Zoidberg Silva dick. <laughs> Silva, uh, hey, what up? Call me. I know you're a shitty dad, but uh, still, uh, call me. Hey, uh, this is tangentially related because he, he did voice in this video game. But the existence of D4 Dark Dreams Don't Die really sucks for me as a hardcore uh, Mighty Ducks movie franchise fan, because they they went with the convention of D2 for Mighty Ducks 2 and D3 for 3, and every time I see D4, I'm like, new Mighty Ducks! No! (laughs) Only you. Only you, darling. Hey, not only me, because they got that Disney Plus TV series, and it's damn good. Well, wouldn't know. I won't pay for Disney's bullshit. We, yeah. All right, we have to move on. Yeah. Back onto JoJo's. Yeah, we we yeah. was tangentially related, but uh, yeah, Koyasu and Ono are like the standout performances in the the Japanese. Yeah. Bo show. Um, another going back to like the, just so I can get any negatives, I'll say out of the way for part three because everybody loves part three. Um, the biggest one of the biggest problems with part three, is that part three. People like to complain about Jorno being like Mary Sue, Gary Sue, who solves every problem. That's Jotaro. Yeah. Uh, Big time. Star Ass Pull. Star Ass Pull Platinum. Every time. Like, the the biggest ass pull. I mean, he does a lot of ass pulls. Starpot does a lot of ass pulls, but the biggest one is when they fight fucking uh, Justice. And he just gives her the suck. And that's it. It's over. Fight's over. Fuck you, Enya. I'm sucking up your stand. Oh, yeah. You should have known that, that Star Platinum could do that. Yep. Stupid. Like, stands are the most interesting when you know what they can do and they don't just pull out bullshit powers out of nowhere. And once you understand what to do, it's how the users use what they have. Those are the most interesting 
stand powers and abilities and and make up for the most interesting stand fights in the show. Like this, the the franchise as a whole, really. But I think I really do think that part three suffered a lot from going pains. Yeah. Because Araki was still trying to figure out what he wanted to do with stands. Yeah. Like in general, it, it's uh, it 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 feels very uh, prototype, prototypical. Yes. Of what it would become. Yeah, and also this. Uh, this oh, let's see, finish. Sorry. I actually didn't have anything else to say. Okay. Sorry. Um, but what I was gonna say was is that um, <clears throat> yeah, prototypical is a good word, especially considering <coughs> that most of the the stands we meet in part three are swordman. My power is sword. I have I'm, fire powers. I punch real good. I mean, it's better than Emperor, who is just gun. No, My hold stand on. Is gun. No, wait, hold on. What are you talking about? Emperor is the best stand. <laughs> the best stand, gun. Gun is the most powerful stand. What are you talking about? <laughs> Get fucking sex pistols out of here. Fucking gun. Actual gun. Uh, are you kidding me? I'm... Sex pistols. The only thing more powerful than a gun is a gun with intelligent bullets that can home in. I'm, like, I'm having a goof. Th that's... I'm having a laugh. Yeah, but also, uh, but uh, that's wanna. something we actually posited uh, during our watch. Uh, was what if you shot sex pistols out of Emperor? Could sex pistols change the trajectory of Emperor's bullets? Interesting thought. Now, now I got you thinking. I can hear the gears turn, and baby. Yeah. But yes. Yes. Well, well okay. Wait, wait. Are we talking about when you say change the trajectory? Do you mean can they affect a bullet fire, or do you mean as the bullet fired from Emperor? Riding the bullet, the Emperor fires. Okay. Could they could they affect the trajectory of the Emperor bullet? Yes, because the way, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, the, the real effect of the Emperor Bullet is that it has to wind up in the place that Whole Horse? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that Whole Horse wanted the bullet to go, right? Yeah. That means it can curve and whatnot. Sex Pistols basically does the same thing, making sure the bullet goes where it's meant to go. So it's like a double layer to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It could make the path really circuitous, but it's still ultimately this is where the bullet needs to go, and I will get it there beyond the abilities of Emperor. Yeah, like, it sucks that the most interesting stands in the main group in Stardust don't get a lot of fights. Like, Iggy gets one fight by himself. Yeah. The Fool is actually a really cool stand. His fight with Horus is probably one of the best fights in the whole show. Yeah. I mean, it, it has been a very long time. Uh, I, I remember reading Part 3 around the time when I first started getting into JoJo's. Uh, back in the day when you had to fucking go on to illicit sites to fucking get scanlations of people translating it into English. God, those uh, were the days. And it was 
sh it was shitty scans too, so it looked like fucking jank ass shit. Not like these normal new scans now, where it's everything's crisp and clean, and you can see like the fucking ink is still dry and shit. No, no, this was yeah. bad shitty scans. Those were the days uh, of watching anime episodes in ten minute chunks in like three or four parts. Yup. On fucking YouTube. On YouTube. I do not miss YouTube. that. I don't either. Uh, it's it's very nostalgic. But I, I I do miss being able to watch anime on YouTube. I do yeah. miss I miss uh, that. I do miss that. But not that format. No. no. Um But yeah, yeah, even uh, even knowing all that, I, I I was still a little bit like on the edge of my seat with regards to the fucking pet shop Iggy fight. That's such a fucking good fight. It's intense and it's so both stand users really get to show off what they're about. Like I'm I am honestly of the opinion that if anybody else had fought pet shop by themselves other than Abdul, they would have fucking beefed it. Gunched, the gunchedest of gunched. What the fuck is Polnareff gonna do against that? Fuck all. Actually, Cat going might have stood a chance, considering he has long-range capabilities. Yeah, he has long-range capabilities, so he could have been like... Uh, actually, uh, fuck you. Jotaro wouldn't have been able to do jack shit. Nothing. Like, the fact that, like, it's, it's really understated... Like, we, whenever people talk about, like, what superpower you have, flight is sort of, like, the boring one. But flight is kind of, like, super OP. Mm -hmm. The fact that Pet Shop is a stand user that can fly and that's not his stand ability is super busted. Yes, yeah, incredibly so. You can just fucking dive in like a fucking time <coughs> bomb, just like... He's basically, like, a, his own, he makes it, he's like a make-your-own-jet fighter because he can shoot missiles that are made of ice. It's fucked up, man. It's fucked it's up. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. Also, it, it's probably the, one of the most brutal endings to a fight, too. Yeah, god. Just crunch. Just destroy that shit. Yeah. Just a real, just real good fight. Um, on that same vein, the Geb fight, too. Yeah. You know what, it, I'm just gonna. I don't ask the stand thing. Did anybody have a favorite like fight in the this part? I mean, I Oingo Boingo. Just Oingo, the Boingo the comedy of stupid. errors that was Oingo Boingo. Oingo Boingo is stupid. I loved them. Technically, it's a fight, but it's more it it's more them being idiots. It's them fighting with themselves, uh, fighting their own idiocy. Yeah. Uh, I really loved Death Thirteen's entire shtick. That was real fucking good. Lalijo. Lalijo. Fuck Death Thirteen. Fucking. Death. Fuck that little fucking vampire baby. Fuck this kid. It's not even a vampire baby. It's just a baby with teeth with like, fucking fangs. This child sucks. Whose child is this? Come get your kid. Yeah, I wonder what happened to that baby after part three. I don't know. Turned out to be a really shitty kid, probably. Terrible little fucking gremlin child. Terrible little gremlin child. He would be... Wait, hold on. When did part three... Our, our part, set, part three took place in... 
the 80s or the 70s? 88. 88? If I'm recalling correctly. So yes, that means that that little kid would be like 10 years old in part four. The baby would be, Terrible. That baby would be 10 years old or 11 years old in part four. That, that, that child is somebody's worst fucking nightmare in the most literal that was a little yeah it was pun intended or uh... absolutely pun intended yeah this child sucks yeah shitty baby shit literally shitty baby he make this child eat its own shit cat coin made him eat his own shit so there's a lot of shit jokes in part three now I'm thinking about it. There's a lot of dookie jokes. There's just a lot of scatological humor. You know what? <laughs> you do you, Araki. I can't fucking blame you. Like, I think Araki was tired of trying to be clever and just was like, ha ha poo poo. There's also a lot of like, I'm gonna cut your dick off. Like, Araki, it's okay. You just want to be a crass motherfucker. I, I understand. You're an unaging vampire and I get it. You're getting tired. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Crest joke's good. What does Araki look like now? Like, basically, anytime Polnareff was around, something involving poop was going to happen. Absolutely. Like, when Enya made him lick the toilet. Yeah. Or when the pig came up through the toilet. This man can't get a fucking... can't catch a break. Uh, I have saved on my hard drive one of my favorite uh, panels from the manga version. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's where uh, this whole things go in one ear out the other is a real problem for me because I just watched it and I can't remember what the fight was what what episode it was i can't even remember if it got translated to the anime whoa, whoa what, what happened i'm i'm looking for the panel in my picture folder okay like, well you know just go on sorry i don't I'm, know why, why, why you're doing that i mean i didn't name my favorite fight nope found it yeah, yeah. oh you uh, find ahead. it go go ahead yeah. I'll, I'll... uh it, it's the one where he's trying to point with his tongue oh that's the the whole horse Freaking, oh my yeah. god, yes. That's stupid. These are my favorite panels from Stardust Crusaders. Very uh, good. They they try, yeah. really tried to capture this in the anime, too. They, they, yeah. they did so well. Araki was just like, aren't you tired of being nice? Don't you just want to go ape shit? And just fucking <laughs> did that with Polnareff just constantly. Yeah. Yeah, all the time. He was so fucking mean to Polnareff. Holy shit. <laughs> Polnareff was such a fuck. He, he he was definitely the comedy punching bag, and I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. But he did get like the very good, like very tender fucking moments. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I I really I I really love that. Yeah, for Ooh. sure. Oh, I was gonna say my favorite fight is the the Jotaro Darby gambling battle. It's such a good fucking fight. It's so. It's... The one, my one, com- as much as I love that fight, my one complaint is that, that, like, this is a, this fight is a, such a perfect encapsulation of one of my biggest problems with part three. And that's that, like, the fight with Darby should have been Joseph's fight. 
Like, that should have yeah. been his battle to win. You know? Like, this yeah. is Joseph's thing. He's a trickster. He's a gambler. He cheats. Literally. It would have been way more interesting if Jotaro got, like, lost and Joseph was the one who had to save his ass. Hmm. Like, that would have been real good. It would have been so much more interesting. Or, like, I don't know, Jotaro plays and we pulled a similar thing with, like, with Darby Jr. where Joseph helps him cheat. Like, that was actually more interesting, was that, like, they were yeah, teaming that... up. Yeah, that one was really good. But, I don't know. It's not even really a fight, it's just the biggest bluff ever. So good. Uh, what else? I, I, I'm sorry, I, I don't have a lot. Um, I, I meant to say this at the head. While I, I, I do like JoJo, but it doesn't like spark this reaction that it does for you two in me. Mm-hmm. So I just don't have a lot to say. No, that's it, this is just this is the Adrian and Kai episode featuring Laser. No, <laughs> no, no, it, it's. It, I believe I said this also when we did parts one and two, uh, because it's the truth. Uh, I I just let you guys go on that one, and I just sort of piped in every so often. But yeah, um, yeah. Um, I like JoJo, but it just doesn't spark spark the the passion the, in me. Yeah, uh, I, I I have done. I have been. A, a lifelong essentially JoJo fan. It's yeah. so I'm. It's a, it's a little hard to not be like this way, uh, for me at least, because I just I remember getting oh. into this shit when I was real young. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, I I understand that completely, and my appreciation for it is is more like. <sighs> If I had to pick a type of nerdery to call myself, it's zeitgeist nerd. I, I, I like the concept of the zeitgeist, and I appreciate things that deeply impact it. Mm-hmm. And JoJo deeply impacts the zeitgeist. Oh, yeah, the, the memes. The, such me- uh, And uh, especially for Part 3 in general, because Part 3 was the one that was so widely known. Like, JoJo was real big even before Part 3. But it became a, a, literally a household name in Japan Yeah. for part three. And even to this day, I have people, I have friends who are like, oh, yeah, that stick fight thing where he does the fucking, uh, the, the fucking road roller thing. That's really cool. I was like, that came from JoJo's. Yes. That came from JoJo's. Speaking of memes, there's the one of the big ones. Rodorada. And, and, uh, coming from that Uri. but i mean the the most i think the most iconic like quote-unquote meme in part three is ho you're approaching me i love that fucking meme i love the fucking resurgence of that meme like, i love that fucking meme yeah so i have to get closer so i can kick your ass by the way i want to say this about at the top about jotaro like i i, I said like, I kind of felt like I was being... If it feels like I'm being a little unfair to him, because, like, he's... Like I say, he's Gary Stu. Jotaro gets a lot of opportunities, like, later to, like, become more a more... Well, more... Use my... Use your words. 
a more well-rounded and three-dimensional character. Especially in part four and six. Yeah. Like, the more you learn about him, the more deep he becomes as a character. It's just in part three, he's kind of really one-dimensional and doesn't get to show off who he is as a character all that much. Yeah. He has, oh, fighting prowess, asshole, and that's pretty much what you got from Jotaro uh, starting out. And Rocky likes to remind us of this constantly. Uh, he's sexy. Oh yeah, the older, uh, older people, Jotaro people... is sexy. Jo- yeah, older Jotaro, good shit. Uh, there oh, is I, actually. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. You go first, and then I will go come up with yeah, my uh, sorry. side bit because I, it is I, I was... real dumb and stupid. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was going to say my thing is more like a dig at um. It, it it was more of a thing in the early part of part three mm-hmm. where it's just like almost any time they can Rocky took the time to remind us women find Jotaro very attractive especially when he shouts at them yeah yeah uh there is actually um fun fact there is a Japanese idol whose name is Shoko Nakakawa Nakagawa, um, who absolutely is obsessed with Jotaro, and she had an interview with Araki a couple years back, and she did this interview in a full Jotaro cosplay, and had actually asked Araki, is like, uh, what kind of girls does Jotaro like? (laughs) Because I really love him, and so, uh, it is, because Araki drew it, it is canon, but there is a picture out there that Araki drew of Shoko uh, and Jotaro having a child together. Not just like, they have they have a child. And so that's canon. Jotaro has another kid. Yeah. <laughs> it's Shoko's kid. Mm-hmm. And I think that is quite possibly uh, my favorite antidote of how uh, people find Jotaro very sexy. That even a Japanese idol who does Jojo poses on stage is obsessed with him and her and her instagram and twitter is just filled with pictures of her like like when there's pictures of jotaro on it she's like biting her fucking ipad or something it's really funny shoko's very relatable i love her (laughs) yeah i love her so much she's going off of that like the, the, the one thing that we learn about jotaro in part Three specifically that's one of my favorite aspects of his character is that Jotaro can't deliver a one-liner to save his goddamn life. Not a single time. Yeah. That's my favorite. Like when they were fighting uh, Dark Blue Moon and Jotaro's like, hey Abdul, say something cool. And then he did it again in part four when it's like, hey, jo- hey Josuke, say something cool. Like, or also in part four, when he was beating up fucking uh, Kira, he's like, nice watch. Shame I have to break it. Your face, that is. <laughs> like, Jotaro like, thinks he's him. really cool, and he's not. Jotaro, yeah. you try so hard. I love you. Sad thing is, the rest of the people in his universe, except maybe his friends, think he is too. Yeah, yeah, and and speaking of his friends, that's the other thing about Part 3, is like, while all the characters are likable, I don't think any of them stand out as much as some of the other casts of, like, Part 4 and Part 5 and so on. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, yeah. Like, uh, th- there is a part of me that would love, uh, like a four coma manga that's just Polnareff, Okuyasu, and, um, I forgot his name. Mister. Yeah. Mista. Just, just the, the three, three of them. Yeah. Just the, just the three doofuses from yeah. parts of fucking three to five. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, like, Abdul, I like Abdul, but he's... Doesn't have a lot of character, really. He's he's just kind of stoic and until like until justice. Until justice. You mean not justice? Yeah. Uh, judgment. Judgment. That's what I meant. Yes. The, judgment. I'm sad. After judgment. I'm sad he doesn't get to do judgment. more of that because that was the most interesting Abdul has ever been. Yeah. Abdul was so fucking cool in Judgment. Yes, I am. Tis tis tis. Love that. Like I don't love that, and I love that Polnareff pointed out, like, "You all right, dude? You seem a little different." And I think I just got tired of being nice and just decided yeah. to go ape shit for a night. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I do, and also with Abdul Araki, I think he realized how OP Abdul's power was and decided never to make another stand with fire powers ever again. Yeah, yeah, fire is a very powerful power to have. Empowering your character. Can you get another power in there? Can you get just give me one more? One more again? I have the power! That's the take, that's the take we're rolling with. Yeah, yeah, we're going with that. Yeah. But, um. (laughs) And then Kakyoin, I also like Kakyoin, but he's really not all that interesting, unfortunately. Yeah, he's just. He has the same problem as Jotaro does in that Araki is trying to write a Japanese teen, but Japanese teens at the time were really stoic and kind of boring. Or at least like, stereotypically. Yeah, it, it, it stereotypically stoic and kind of boring. And like, it, 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 I think he even makes fun of it. It's like, it, especially in Japanese media where you always, especially back in the day where you always saw teenagers in their school uniforms we never see them without their fucking school uniform on it's like they, they even made the joke uh during uh i believe it was yellow temperance fight that uh Kakyoin had gone out uh sunbathing and they were like in your school uniform I'm like yes i see if they if they if iraqi had leaned in, leaned into that it, they, they would be a lot more interesting yeah i agree like leaned into that character trait of, of Kakyoin being like stiff as a board That'd be kind of funny. Yeah. You know, and like, but the most interesting character is, it's, as much as he's a goofball, Polnareff is the most interesting character yeah. out of the Stardust Crusaders. He has, like, the most, yeah. Uh, he has, like, a, a, a good motivation. He is the only one of them, other, he's the only one of them who, like, doesn't it almost feels like the rest of them kind of take themselves very seriously yeah and Polnareff doesn't he takes himself somewhat seriously but he not enough to not like I, I don't he's horny he's the horny one he is the horny one. You're correct. Yeah, I, he's like the o- yeah he's the only one we can actually see like go out and like hit on like people in in and around places that they go to. Like, yeah. 
and say for Iggy, which I don't, I don't think Iggy counts because Iggy's a fucking dog. Iggy's a like I love Iggy. Iggy's a fucking dog. That's just a dog. And also, Iggy that only is... gets to talk like in one stand fight. So, a uh, one stand, f one and a half, I would say. But yeah. Yeah. Um. But like, because Polnareff does it, he 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 knows the the severity of what's going on, but he doesn't have like a a a, a true grasp of the situation. It was like, yeah. Uh, he he wasn't there when it started out. He doesn't have the same drive as much. Yeah. Especially after um Jay Guile, if I remember his name correctly. Yes. Yeah, Jay Guile, yeah. Uh after Jay Guile dies, uh he he's he's now willing and able to just be like fucking around, you yeah. know flirting with women especially with regards to nena like it's just directly after after jay guile's dead it's like uh hey actually how about uh we talk about what up doe my name is jean pierre polnoreff you, you killed, killed my, my sister. sister prepare to prepare die to die i am looking for a man <laughs> with two left hands it's the same shit man it's the same six finger yeah. man it's the the, the the man with two left hands it's the same shit he, is, he yeah, even has man. a rapier and everything Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's probably why he's my favorite. It it it's a contributing factor to why he's my favorite. Yeah, and going off of what you said about character taking himself too seriously, that's one of my other problems. Is that Joseph isn't goofy enough? Yeah, he sometimes gets to be. He gets his like, oh my god, moment. Which but... I love that they started doing that after the sun. Like, before that, that was just not a thing that Joseph did at all. But continuously after the sun, it continued to happen. It was like, that's peak characterization, baby. Yeah. Yeah. He gets a little bit during, uh... I forgot the name. Bastet. Yeah, the Bastet fight. He gets fight. a little bit during yeah. Bastet. <laughs> Those, that's, Mariah's fight. That's, that's, the Bastet fight is a perfect example of, like... Araki really needed to learn how to use Joseph's stand... Because it actually yeah. has way more applications than he gives it credit for. Mm -hmm. it, it it's having a web shooter. Well, not just it, that, but like the 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 reading that it can do. It can be can, it can be used yes. on a lot of things, not just cameras. Yeah, mm -hmm. the fucking sand reading on the t the TV. TV. But in, in terms of you know what matters more in a battle manga. It's just a web shooter. It, he he could be Spider Man. Mm -hmm. He uses that in the last fights with Dio. Yeah. yeah. Um, with, uh... the, like I think Joseph is at his best in this anime when in the Bastet fight and like a perfect example is like that scene where they get the camels and he's like I saw Lawrence of Arabia a few times. Yeah, <laughs> so stupid. But, you know, it, 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 no, no, he saw Lawrence of Arabia a few times. He saw it three times. Granted, I slept through two and a half parts, parts two and a half uh, hours of it. It was like, which one? Mm. Which hard to one? blame him. Hard, hard to blame him because that is a very long movie. Um, yeah, I remember when they made love... like four and a half hour movies? Yeah, I miss. I I really like. Don't don't watching. don't curse yourself because they're gonna make start making four and a half hour fucking Avenger movies, and I will not stand for this. Well, I'm kind of. 
done with Avengers movies to begin with. Um, but the Zack Snyder uh, Justice League being four hours is actually a great draw to me. That's egregious. It's uh, so much. I love stupid... Anything that keeps me on a couch for that long, I love. Yeah. Um, but that, that I had a different point I wanted to make. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, point, a joke. Sorry. Um, mm-hmm. if, if this had been made later, I, I, and I by that I mean when part three was written, instead of Lawrence of Arabia, it would have been Scorpion King. It would have been Scorpion King. It would have been Scorpion King. Or the Mummy. Or the Mummy, yeah. Yeah, fucking... Jo- Joseph really likes, uh... I just has his name, the, the, the lead actor and, uh... The Mummy. It just has his name. It's gonna bug the shit out of me. Brendan... Wait, which actor? Brendan Fraser, thank you. Brendan Fraser. Yeah, Brendan Fraser. Joseph really likes Brendan Fraser. Hold on, hold on. Is it- Can I get live-action... Jojo and Brendan Fraser plays Joseph. <laughs> it, it's sad that I remember Brendan Fraser specifically for uh, I've watched The Mummy. It's been a very long time that I watched The Mummy. I remember Brendan Fraser's name specifically for that one Castlevania episode that Brian David Gilbert did. Which, God. that's a good episode. That's a good episode! That's the first one. They're all good, but yeah. Um, but springboarding sort of off of the, the thing with the characters is that like I think the as much as the, by themselves the characters are a lot of them are flat, I think as a group they work great. Like I like like a lot of oh, their inter- yeah. interactions together. Uh, I I think there's a lot of uh, he he re- yes I agree and you saw that sort of evolve in the interaction particularly in part four and part five. Uh, I mm-hmm. haven't seen past part five really, so I can't yeah. say but. Um, in those parts, you really see him like realize, okay, that that's that part was really good. So let's work on that and make more of that. The camaraderie, yeah. People like uh, personalization and like people getting together and getting along. It's it's pe- people. There's a reason part four is so popular. It's because uh, as much as people like to say, uh, slice of life is slice of life is boring people still like slice of life Mm -hmm. and people like slice of life but with added shit to it like jojo's part four because it's literally just it's slice of life with like a town murder mystery along with it it's really interesting yeah basically also it's just like it's fun josuke and okuyasu are so fucking good and (laughs) and 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 the, like you really see uh, a through line between like particularly the Bastet fight and how Joseph and Avdol were acting. Yeah. And also the Ongo Ongo Boingo fight where Polnareff and Joseph are both being weirdos. Yeah. Uh you you really see a through line from that to uh the the trio in mm-hmm. in uh part 4. Part 4, yeah. Yeah, like a lot of, and even more so in the gang in part five. Yeah, for sure. He, I think he perfected it in part five, truly. Yeah. Um, but the the com- the sense of camaraderie and like the the part three, more than any other part, is basically just a bunch of idiots on a road trip. Yeah. And that's kind of the best aspect of it. Like not just like the the camaraderie, but also like Araki really likes talking about 
whenever they arrive somewhere, he just he likes talking about all the like little cultural idiosyncrasies and like the history of the place that they're at. Yeah, like it's like it's super neat, but kind of adding on to the characters like by themselves all the time the characters that like most of them end up being flat but like a lot of their interactions and how they the dynamics they have with like the two of two characters or like a trio like a perfect example is when they're in the fucking submarine and paul nareff does like the little hand sign things like i can see your pants and then him and kakoi just do this fucking handshake out of nowhere like when did they practice that yeah that that's a real that, yeah that's a real good god part. i love that i love that scene that scene is very good or like the mo the the when abdul's like abdul like this the bit with judgment is good but like i really love his like stupid misadventure with joseph especially when he burns the ground beneath the road track he's like yes this is more more like it for the striking figure of muhammad abdul <laughs> god they're so stupid i love like i love them so much i i i i hate to say that out of all the parts that stardust crusaders is actually pretty low down um because i do enjoy it so much yeah but yeah crusaders is still fun it's so fun but it is I, i i think it's because I have seen it so many times that it's like sitting in, in a little bit lower down on my like favorites list. Yeah, yeah, it 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 gets referenced the most. Yes. So that that also why it feels like this is only my this is my first time watching it, but I also read it, so it's like my second time imbibing it. Um. But it feels like my fourth or fifth. Yeah, because of how much. Is constantly referenced. Yeah, yeah. Not even just like in an- other anime, but like just on the internet in general. Yeah, yeah. everybody likes to reference so many s- things from fucking part three. Yeah. Um, but I have one actual complaint. Yes. Mm-hmm. I really feel like it drags on too long. It does. Part three is way too long. Part yeah. three is incredibly long. Um, it's fitting for a fifty-day adventure yes but it is it is quite it is quite the length we could have skipped a couple uh, of these stand fights we yeah. actually did we uh, uh kaya and i was like uh we're just not gonna watch alessi at all we're just gonna fucking skip alessi we're just not gonna touch it we're not gonna fucking touch on alessi and you know what we're, we're better for it we're, we're better people yeah I, I got to a couple points where i started just sort of like uh skimming through the episode rather than watching it outright because it was just like i i can't deal with more of this right now and i need to <laughs> keep my pace to get this done in time yeah no we just skipped a lessie we were just like well, let's just fucking you know just fuck a, a lot of, some of the fights like uh freaking empress cut that you can cut that yeah. yeah the empress you can cut that and then the alessi shit you can cut that um cut that just on fucking the basis of it's a lesson. Fuck him. Uh, also, I mean, it adds nothing. Adds nothing. Like they could have cut, they could have cut Arabia Fats. The sun. Episode. They really yeah, could they have cut Arabia Fats. Yeah. And um, freaking honestly, Tower, Wheel of Fortune. They could have cut Tower of Grey. Tower of Grey. Yeah. I, as much. 
Although I do love Wheel of Fortune, Wheel of Fortune was real fun. That was just a, it was just a little, just a little guy with fucking big ol' arms. Skip leg day. And it, but it does just skip the leg day for the fucking entirety of his life. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, you could you could have definitely skipped Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna finish up Stardust Crusaders. Go catch up. Acme Podcasts Incorporated. On Acme Podcasts Incorporated. And welcome back, everybody, to Acme Podcasts Incorporated. Uh, let's let, let's jump right back into it. Uh, uh, so yeah, let let let's start. Uh, let's start talking about some of the heavier parts. The heavier yeah, the, the aspects. Specifically, of... the ending of Star Crusaders. Yeah, because we've been kind of like slightly uh, skirting around it a little bit because, Whew. oh boy. Yeah. That shit heavy though. Yeah. That shit heavy. I remember someone describing Stardust Crusaders like they talk about being like a road trip, but it's a road trip with friends from high school that you never saw again, and that's sort of like the vibe that part three gives off is like you remember it but you never saw them again you never know what's how ha- you never know what happened though you know it's also a little bit like um it's a road trip with friends from high school but it's to uh get get uh your get get your other buddy's insulin yeah yeah and yeah. you just have to go three states over to do that for some reason because well yeah have you seen the price of insulin? Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, that makes sense. Actually, uh, you go down to it's a, a, a road trip to get your buddies insulin down in Mexico because the Mexican price of insulin is so much cheaper than American. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, um, I think I mentioned this in the part we talked about part two, but. It's so it's even more true in part three. When Iraqi does death, it is often swift, brutal, and very cruel. Mm. Most characters do not get a, a dramatic death. They just fucking die. I think the. To to a point, the most dramatic of the deaths was indeed Cacuines. Yeah. Uh, mm. I love that Muppet Mouth bastard. And I refuse to call him anything else other than a Muppet Mouth. But he's his death was for a reason. But also it was incredibly, like, jarring. Especially when I remember reading it the first time around. Yeah. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, I remember reading that and just fucking sobbing. Yeah. And just the the thought of this is a teenager <laughs> who died on a cross world journey to help a friend's mom. Yeah. Um. And just imagining Jotaro having to go to Kakuyoin's parents like, "I'm sorry, your son died." 
Yeah. And it just was it, 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 the thought of it just got like just it, it just hits you. No, no, I I like, said I, I think I said that about Jotaro having to go tell Kakura's parents, and then I said, "Were you his friend?" It's so nice that he made friend. He was such a lonely child. <laughs> Kakyoin is such a good character. I love him. Oh, Kakyoin was so good. Like, but his death was super necessary, and I think that's like the longest drawn out uh, a character death usually ever is, and I think almost any JoJo. Yeah, part, part one excluded. Yeah. Because the old man Zapelli has a pretty dramatic yeah, death. Yeah, fucking yeah, William Zapelli. His death is incredibly dramatic, but Kakyoin's after that, I think that was the the most dramatic since then. Yeah, I'm... and it was for a point, but it was still uh, incredibly cruel. Like this is a... part. Araki yeah. does not. Sh... Araki likes to shy away from children getting hurt, but he still did not shy away from uh, a seventeen-year-old getting murdered on screen yeah the i don't think it for a while avdol's death is probably the most brutal and then part five happens <sighs> part part five was incredibly yeah part five incredibly. Was, yeah but we'll get we'll get to that eventually we'll get there the, the, we'll get there Ab abdol's yeah. death is the most utterly cruel and swift Polnareff doesn't even realize it happened. We, the audience, at first probably didn't even realize it happened when we watched it for the first time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, there's no way he could just be, like, dead just like that, right? No. He is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fucked up, man. It's real fucked up. The cream fight is incredibly brutal. I think that's when Araki was like finally like no, they have to go up against somebody incredibly prolific at fighting and not only prolific at fighting but unable to die unless brought into the light of the sun and which is why it fucking took place in such a dark dank building for when it did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that was most of uh, the Crusaders' first instance in fighting an actual vampire. It was. So yeah. it was them fucking dealing with that and just getting absolutely fucking just shop wrecked. Like, Polnareff is in a wheelchair now after this shit. Yeah, Polnareff wins by pure luck and determination. Truly. Like, he... <laughs> that bit where he's, like, crying about Abdul being dead, he just ducks his head, and he's like, if I hadn't ducked my head just then, I would have been dead. Yeah. Uh, fuck, Cream was not joking around in the slightest sense of the term, and it follows on to Dio, who is uh, even more so brutal, I believe. Um, just Dio's willingness to just destroy anything that gets in his path is... Mm -hmm. truly the most villainous part of him. He is uncaring, cruel to the world, and just refuses to give anyone, save like a handful of people, like the time of day. Yeah, it really is interesting seeing when Dio... Like, when Dio shows mercy, it's like 
I'm like, is it just because he's in a good mood or what? Like when when Hall Horse was willing to shoot him, and he was like, "I like your style, but not." You're dumb, but you're cute. But nah. You're dumb. You're cute. I like your style, but try that again, bitch. Catch this. Man. Yeah, that's basically like some. Sometimes Dio is like unbelievably cool, and other times he's like. He's got like this weird sense of humor about him, and I don't know what it is. Like, it's I think it's just his mood. I don't know. Um, it it's uh that there is like something that that it it's just his whims at the moment. He is incredibly whimsical with regards to just being completely uh just drawn in by the wind and just wherever the wind takes him it's like whatever fucking mood decides to fucking crawl up his ass that's what's going to happen yeah. yeah basically and honestly the I think I was going to mention this earlier but the most stand battles sort of have like and any shonen series the the sort of like there's sort of a, a push and pull of like the fight and learning the user's abilities Jojo has a very specific layer to the that push and pull and that's the mystery of the user's ability and what it even fucking does yeah yeah and i think dio's the world is probably the best example like araki i don't think got down how to really build up what a stand could do without actually revealing what it could do until dio yeah, because for a while there was, like, a, a lot of, like, speculation that Dio's stand was every stand, but there's also, um, there was actually made mention because Dio also has the powers of, uh, Hermit Purple, uh, but that's not his stand, that's Jonathan's body stand, and it's actually canonically been referenced in, um, one of the books, if I'm calling correctly. It was like a Jojola Velier or something of that effect. Give me a second, I can Yeah, it's called it The Passion. Thank you. <coughs> yeah, the, the uh, name of but, the Jonathan stand is The Passion. Yeah, The Passion, and it's a... Uh, Jonathan's stand is where Joseph gets his stands, essentially. And so... <clears throat> The fact that those two are so similar is because they are linked together by blood and by, you know, familial estate. And that's the only reason that Dio has that power is because his Jonathan's stand is connected to his body. And so he has the ability to use this specific power as mm. well. Yeah. And going back to something a little more silly, like the. That scene with Polnareff on the stairs never ceases to make me not laugh when you think about it for like five it's, seconds it's so stupid when you think about it because it's like you get to the point where it's like yeah Dio is just taking him uh he's stopping time he's picking Polnareff up putting him back on the bottom stair and then running back up the stairs real fast and then unstopping time and it's starting to, it's so stupid like this man is so extra for the sake of being extra mm-hmm and I think that's why a lot of people like such so are enamored with him because I know a lot of people in the JoJo fandom. I am still pretty heavy into the fandom. I talk with a lot of people in the JoJo fandom who are absolutely in love with Dio, 
And every time I look at them, like, they're batshit crazy, but I get it because Dio just exudes this natural charisma, which is why people love him in the series in, gen- in proper. Yeah, yeah. He's just Both so in, charismatic. In universe and IRL. He is, he's super, he's super compelling. He's such a, he's such a dick. Yeah. That people just want to keep watching him to see how far it will go. Now, not to get ahead of myself, but I'm of the opinion that, um, I remember watching part three and thinking, man, Dio is going to be a hard act to follow. And thank God part four happened. Yeah. Part four is so I I cannot wait to get to part four with you guys. It's so yeah yeah because not to get too much into it, but Yoshikage Kira is a very good such a good villain. But I'll, I'll save villain. my it, thoughts on that when we get to part four. Yeah, it, it it's a good um like the stakes are still high, but they're not like Dio high. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Uh. Uh, and as a, a roundabout way to roundabout, yeah. in and around the lake, uh, that was intentional, but also not intentional. Fuck you. Uh, but in, in, in a, a roundabout way to get back to uh, part three for a second, the ending of it was really good. I feel yeah because we a have more of Star Aspel Platinum. Jotaro fucking stopping his own goddamn heart. That excuse me. Yeah. When the fuck did you learn that? Yeah. But also turning around and using the exact same thing to help his uh, to help Joseph. Basically. Fucking yeah. cinnamon topography. As yeah, as our friend KP says, cinnamon topography. <laughs> Very dumb, but um. It's it's so good. It's dumb and it's good. It's Araki uh, 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 is a master at just pulling things out of the ether and making a way to make it work. Yeah, I did have something I wanted to bring up from the dub, actually. Yeah, go mm-hmm. on. You know how they translated uh, "yari yari daze"? What? How do they do that? Good grief! I mean, yeah. <laughs> Good. Good. Why do you think people make all those fucking Charlie Brown edits? I. <laughs> I didn't see a single one of those. <gasps> you haven't seen the Jotaro Charlie Brown edits? No. I'm so sorry for your I'm loss. So sorry for your loss. <laughs> I avoided pretty hard a lot of JoJo fandom stuff just because I was kind of getting sick of it as an outsider. Yeah, it's it's pretty it, it, it's pretty a lot. We can be a little bit of a lot. Yeah, uh, I, I have very little to negative tolerance for fandom stuff to begin with. Um, and for something like JoJo that it's like it it doesn't hit me as hard as some other stuff. Yeah. But I still like it. it. It's enough to really sort of drive me away from wanting to engage in it at all. Yeah. Uh but yeah, uh, so I, I pretty actively avoided a lot of JoJo fan stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's understandable. But yeah, it's it, it can be a lot. There is 
I, 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 I used to follow a lot of really big names uh, in the fandom, and now I only follow like a handful of big names, but um, just... Uh, uh, the ones I follow, I have, I've had to like carefully curate, like, uh, I don't want to deal with drama, so I'm just gonna fucking carefully, like, fucking circle on these few people, and the rest of you fuckers can go fucking fall in a ditch for all I goddamn care. <laughs> Fuck this. Mm. Can't deal. Yeah. But to sort of wrap it all up, uh... Part three is good. There's a reason it's iconic, but it is kind of overrated, unfortunately. It's it is incredibly, especially oh god, it is. I I think it has the problem of just being so done and done again and done again and done it's, again. It's a, it's an oversaturation, and then and that's kind of it. Kind of sucks because part three has a lot of good stuff in it. It's just so you know. You have to you have to actually go through it to find it and going through it is a uh yeah. a, a, a trial by fire in and of itself because first you gotta you you don't have to but you should watch the first two parts i'm gonna be real with you a lot of people just say oh i just started with part three don't why what are you doing you're just hindering yourself the context go back there's so much context that part the part one and two give to part three i know and it really uh, you had made mention of this when we first started. It really starts feeling like a generational story. Yes. Once part three happens. Exactly. Because it, you are dealing with a, 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 a lifetime long, multiple lifetime long fucking battle between two forces of two families that are fucking clashing against one another. Yep. And it's, it's great, but it's also if you're cutting yourself off from those first two starting parts, you're really hindering yourself because, yeah, you're fucking getting straight into the cool stand shit, but, like, you don't even fucking have context to who Joseph is, and you don't really even have context to... Who Dio how, is. Or who Dio is, even. Like, this is such an important thing to do. Yeah, what were you gonna say, yeah. Lazy? I don't even remember, so it couldn't have been that. No, it couldn't have been that important. Uh... Yeah, but go on. No, no, I think I think that's all of our thoughts on part three. All right, <clears throat> uh, then we're gonna take one more short break, and when we return, uh, we're gonna. Oh wow, it's already been. That doesn't seem. Did I? What's up? Oh yeah, no, sorry, never mind. I, never mind. Uh, edit that shit out. Uh, yeah, we've already had a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, no, no, no. We're we're still going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to close this bitch out. We will see all that. Now back to the show. Do you see how your patience paid off? And welcome back, everybody, to Acme Podcast Incorporated for the last time this episode. Uh, so, yeah, that's JoJo Part 3. I uh, hope you all had fun, because we did, right? Yeah, we yeah, had yeah, fun. yeah, yeah. Part 3 is real fun. It's, 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 it's good. It's a good series. It's a good part. Yeah. Yeah. Fun time. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, you know... We, we've had our fun, and now it's time to do a little business. 
uh, yeah, sorry, uh, I'm, I'm distracted. Well, that's, <laughs> um, would you like me to? No, no, I, I'm good. Uh, I was gonna do a thing, but then I couldn't remember what the thing was. That's all. Um, so yeah, we're gonna, uh, that, that's it for the show. Uh, if you want to get in contact with the show, you can do that by emailing us at acmepodcastinc at gmail.com. Hey, Kai, let me hear that email one more time. That's acmepodcastinc at gmail.com. Adrian, can I get that one more time? acmepodcastinc at gmail.com. That's right. And I didn't fuck it up this time. <laughs> nope, you got it right. And Got uh, it in one, baby. Mwah. Yep. Uh, and if you want to to uh not email us and find us on twitter instead or you just want to get updates about the show or see some cool animation stuff uh you can find us on twitter at at ink podcast that's at i-n-c-p-o-d-c-a-s-t-s at ink podcasts uh kai where can they uh, find? Where can them tumbleweeds find us over on the Tumblr? Uh, you can find us on Tumblr at acmepodcast.tumblr.com. That's acmepodcast.tumblr.com. Yeah. Also, uh, uh, wherever you're listening, so, wherever you're listening to this, give us give us a review. Rate us, please. Yeah. And speaking of communication. Uh, we got any, uh, asks from that ask box? Um, check. Mm. I'll check in the email in the meantime. No asks this week. No asks. Uh. <laughs> got a funny ass spam uh, email. Uh-huh. Uh, oh my goodness, let's see. From a talent at nextgenrecords.com. Acme Podcast Inc. Hyphen. We love your music. We heard your music and we'd love to discuss. Uh, to. Yeah. Y'all do music now? We, yeah, we make music. That Laser just doing that just now. It says beatboxing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought I'm, that was scatting. Yeah, I'm uh, you know, I'm you know, I'm going for real microtonal type stuff, you know, like it it's so micro that it all just sounds like one long tone, you know. Every time I go, uh, that's me doing okay. thousands of beats in a in a blink of an eye. It just sounds like a drone, but it it, it, it if you slow the audio way down, you'll hear them all. Yeah, you Beautiful. can check out Love Laser Studio albums, Laser from the Hip. And Jew, Jew. <laughs> oh, I hate that one. <laughs> Laser from the hip and Jew from the armpit of Florida. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so we got nothing anywhere but spam. Uh, but if you want Love to get in contact music. with us individually, you can do that by, uh, well, for me, it's just Twitter. You can find me at at Turbo Honcho, that's at T-U-R-B-O-H-O-N-C-H-O. Kai, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at Kaiju underscore Emperor on Twitter. That's K-A-I-J-U underscore E-M-P-E-R-O-R. Um, 
And you can also find me on Tumblr at kaiju-emperor, but the exact same way. Those are retweet blogs of things I like, usually animation, toys, whatever the fuck I'm hyperfixating on at the moment. And then if you want anything original from me or if you like D&D and tabletop stuff, in general, you can follow me at Kai's Tome, uh, which is my side blog on Tumblr. It's K-A-I-S-T-O-M-E. Kai's Tome. Yep. And uh, Adrian, where can they find you? Uh, I've pretty much only got Twitter at this moment, uh, but you can find me at Oleander Toxin. Uh, that is O-L-E-A-N-D-E-R-T-O-X-I-N. Uh, where can they also see your art? Uh, you can see my art at Toxin Art. Uh, I don't post there very frequently. I should really work on that. Yeah, help for the 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 advertisement. But yeah, I I do uh uh commission artwork. Um, I have been working on a very big one lately, and so I've been uh, busting ass on trying to get that finished. That one is going to be a very, very big, very, very nice, juicy payday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you can find most of my art there, and uh, I actually cross-reference and cross-post it on uh, my Instagram, which, give me a second to find that name, because it's really long. <laughs> do 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 how do you not have that on the soundboard? <laughs> I like I like scatting it. <laughs> yeah, give me. I'm Instagram is such a fucking unwieldy program because I can't post from. I have to like go onto Twitter, save my pictures that I post onto Twitter, and then post them to fucking. Uh, Instagram, but that fucking ruins the resolution, so it's just like, fuck. Ugh. Mm. It's terrible, I hate Why it. Why is the internet like this? I don't know. I wish, I wish I could figure out a way to fucking start posting uh, stuff on Instagram t- uh, to my, uh, from my tower. Uh, that is Oleander's Oddities and Art God. Uh, you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. <laughs> If you want to follow me there, go right ahead. I have that fucking open. Alrighty. Well, that's it for the show this week. Uh, come back next week for something completely different. And also, uh, yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, next, okay. next time uh, is the final episode of Season 2 of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. That. Uh, Mm -hmm. we will catch you then. So until then, don't be a jackass. See you later. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.